Hello and welcome to uh, episode three of A Shot of Weeb. I am one of your hosts, the Seaweed Ambassador, and I'm joined by the wonderful Wob. Wob. Right, I am Wob. I'm not Seaweed. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, this is the show where we where we have a bit of drinking and we uh, we watch some anime. You know, the, and this week, this week, <laughs> this you week better not make voice. that a catchphrase. We need a better one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it for sure. Uh, this week, this week was uh, was Wob's choice, and uh, so go ahead, go ahead and tell him what you chose for us to watch. So, yeah. I went back. I looked over uh, the comparatively small amount of shows that I have previously watched, because after uh, uh, being on Kuko. Uh, that was too weird. I wanted to step back in the territory of familiarity. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I picked out one of my favorites from October? No, July, it looks like. From July of 2019. It's a year old now. Uh, Tejina Senpai. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the show as it was uh, coming out, and I remember it was, it was one of my favorite things because like, it, it, it aired on the same day that I had one of my two work shifts while I was in college. And so I'd come home from work and watch a new episode of Tejina. And it was, it was always a good recovery. Yeah. That's when uh, we were working. Were we working together at that time? Was that? Uh, um, no, that would have been. the tail end. No, that would have been right been before the... I started working my new job. So. Oh, okay. That's the right, first yeah. half of it was actually while I was on my own and the second half of it would have been while I was working uh, at my new job right yeah um, I do I do remember you telling me about this anime though um, you know every once in a while just uh, just kind of periodically and how I would say yeah yeah I'll get to it you've and, seen uh, like 70,000 shows and none of them are the ones I watch <laughs> I know it's, it's yeah yeah and the ones that I have seen that you've seen you haven't finished uh Definitely. Well, I wonder what you're uh, referencing there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, I watched uh, Gurren Logon at least. Well, yeah, okay, that's true. That's true. And you watched the entirety of Dead Leaves with me. So, you For know. some reason. God, what a good show. Anyways, we're going to talk about that. We're talking about Tenshin Senpai. Um, and I, I don't know, I just kept putting it off. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get to it. And, uh, you know, here we are. I got Plot to twist, it. he never got to it. <laughs> I did, I did, I got to it today. Because uh, I, I said we had today. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was your choice. Uh, <laughs> hey, I still watched it, I still watched it. Oh man, alright, so so I I don't know where to start with this show. Why don't you give honestly? us the basic, the basic premise, since you're the one who is theoretically less familiar okay. with it, given that I've seen it twice now. Yeah, I am less familiar with it, I believe. Um... Okay, so basic premise: you've got this senpai, whose name is Senpai. Uh, that's that's her name, and she is a magical senpai, and she because she is the the president of the magic club at high school, the only the the only member of the magic club as well. And uh, this new the this new first year comes in, and is I what the clubs are mandatory at the school, I believe. Yes, you are required at that school to participate in a club whether you want to or not. Um, yeah, because he he's a true gamer. He just wanted to play games. I remember that he part. He just wanted to play Raid Shadow Legends. That's it. That's it. Just play Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> and uh, 
and so he he finds the magical club because I guess he I guess because I think he thought it was like gonna be an easy club that he could kind of like um, lace around it and not have to do anything and be able to play his video games. Um, I think he, he I think he wandered into it on accident actually because he was looking for the literature club and then just like heard someone perform. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, because he, yep, that's exactly right. And so. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, did I make it clear that that was correct? Okay. Um, and so so he, he, yeah, he, he wanders in, meets meets the senpai. She's doing magic. She's doing magic, and she turns around she and she sees the main character. Yeah, and she's doing magic to nobody. Either. And immediately turns around and barks like three times. Yes. Instantaneous. Instantaneous. Um, and, uh... That's our that's our introduction. <laughs> Dude, that's how the show opens. That's the show. That's all of it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in a sense, in a sense. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, I was I wasn't expecting this to be like a. I I knew I knew from like what you were telling me that it was kind of a, like a episodic, you know, com- comedy thing, but I didn't quite expect it to be quite as much as it was yeah no this is a full-out etchy skit comedy yeah and i was not expecting etchy at all oh that's all this show is i'm sorry it really (laughs) is yeah yeah i mean i mean you know not fully complaining but i didn't read any (laughs) of the tags or anything (laughs) i didn't read any of the tags um on the show because i wanted to go in completely blind which i think i successfully did because i did surprise myself as to what this show was um I, yeah, I don't, no, I, think, that's... I don't even think I read the first sentence of the uh, synopsis on on Annie List. I mean, I think you should have been clued in when the intro played and everything was bouncing. <laughs> I was a little curious about that. Yeah, I know. Like when I first saw it, I was like, "Okay, there's a lot of physics going on here. A lot of, a lot of physics." Lot of physics. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, don't, I think the OP is a good place. To kind of to kind of start, dude. The OP is know? a banger for this show. It is. It is. Um, I actually really liked that OP. I don't think I skipped it a single time. I mean, I don't normally skip OPs, um, but it was. It, I like. I would actually actively watch it every time. Yeah, I I skip the OP depending on what the OP is, but this is one that I go back and listen to it just like sometimes because I like it. So I definitely didn't skip it when I was watching the show again. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good one. It reminded me um, of uh, of um, Kaguya-sama. Uh, yeah, kind of in, in a sense, with just like all these like different things going. Yeah, like all the, like all the different things going. I, it wasn't like as intricate as Kaguya-sama. The first OP, definitely the first not. OP. I should I should uh, I should clarify the good OP. Uh, I haven't seen season two, so I will make. I haven't comment. seen season two, but oh. I've seen the season two OP, and I'm not as fond of it as the first one. Spoilers for oh, yeah, if we yeah. ever do a Kaguya-sama episode. Yeah, well, that'll be down the road, I'm sure. Eventually, it'll happen. It'll happen. Probably, probably. Um, I don't. I did. I did really like it though, and um, yeah. I mean, it it it. I think it had a lot going on, which which I liked. I know. think the only thing that weirded me out about uh, the Tetsuya Senpai OP was there's this weird like. 3D rendered sequence with a whole bunch of assistant. The main character is literally only ever called assistant, as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. Where there's like just assistant sitting there gaming in a chair, and there's like fifteen of them flying towards the camera. 
Oh yeah, that bit. That bit was a little weird. Yeah. That just sort of happens, but then we get, but then we have, you know, uh, Senpai being blasted out of a rocket ship, which is pretty true to form. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true. You know, Tejina Senpai blasting off again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting OP. I like it. It definitely surprised me in the quality of animation in the OP for this kind of show because it is like a short you know like each episode is only like a th- a, like 12 minutes the 12 minute episodes split up in I think usually 5 segments 3 yeah, to it, 5 segments I think segments. it kind of like it goes I think it goes between normally like 4 or 5 there's a couple 3 yeah um, one of my favorite episodes I think like is a 3 two. segment yeah yeah that's that's for um I believe the oh god Whatever, this is an episodic show, we're not skipping anything. Episode 10. We can literally just hop around with no penalties in this show. God, the perfect show for us to talk about. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Episode 10, I think, was the beach episode, right? Episode 10 was definitely the beach episode, but I want to save... That one, I think, was a three-part. I want to save... I just wanted to mention that. I want to save the beach episode for later, because I have a lot to say about that episode. Okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. That's one of the ones that stuck out to me the most as well. So, I have a lot as well. Um, but let's, right, so where would you like to start? We should this, still go relatively <laughs> in order, given that some characters don't appear till later. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's. You want to just talk about the characters here real quick? Because there's the only six of them. Yeah, let's go for it. There's yeah, only I mean, there's only six. According to Annie List, there's only six. According to my notes, there's eight. Who are the other two? Bahamut and Behemoth. Okay, okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love, I, I love Behemoth. Behemoth is the best. Okay, Behemoth is a stuffed raccoon weasel thing. I don't know, weasel. Yeah, it's probably a weasel. I think it's actually. a weasel. It's not, definitely not. A, it's definitely not a raccoon. I don't know why I said raccoon. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, it's, it's probably a weasel. It's the magician's like stuffed weasel that like gets pulled on a string, like the worm on a string. It's basically that. No, Except I don't think no the is on a string because like they put pressure. It looks like they're putting pressure behind his neck to move his head. So I think it's just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's not. It's not on a string, but like it's. It looks. It's like that kind of shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you're supposed yeah. to just like hold it, and you can make it look like it's alive just by. I'm assuming it has a little bit of structure. I'm guessing a magician stuff here. I used to dabble yeah. in like performance magic a little bit, and so I know almost nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, I went to a couple public library magician shows, so I'm kind of an expert. Oh. We're basically <laughs> professionals here. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Move yeah, aside, Penn things. and Teller. We got seaweed and wob on the case. Oh man, fool us! You will every time. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll drink to um, that. All right, so we've got. Yeah, so so Behemoth is the stuffed um, the weasel. I think we've decided, and and Bahamut is the dove. That is only in one episode. Yeah, before he... Second episode. Before he... Yeah. <laughs> uh, senpai brings a pigeon. Dove. Uh-huh. Bird. A dove, yeah. White, a white dove. A white pigeon, which is called a dove. Apparently, and she's like, hey, that. this bird is my friend. And then it flies down her shirt and then flies out the window. Yeah, well, it flies down her shirt, out her skirt, and she says, that was the giving birth to a dove trick. This is the thing that needs to be known the most about Senpai, is she refuses to admit when she's wrong yeah she's like she's good at magic is the thing 
is like she actually can do magic. It's in front of an audience. Or anything vaguely face-like. Right, right. Anything that, that has a face, including a stain on a wall. Except for bugs. Uh, <laughs> she could perform in front of the cicada. That's true. That's true. Anything resembling a human face, I guess, would be the right Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. So she, she like, can do magic, but she refuses to, like, admit that she messed up a trick or, or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah, and so, so when anything goes wrong, she tries to just, like, play it off. And yeah, assistant usually calls her on it. Assistant is the first year who joins her club, except he doesn't join her club because her club isn't a club, but then her club is a club, so he joins the club. Yeah, but that doesn't happen until, like, after halfway through the show. Yeah, the club isn't... The magic club isn't even a magic club for uh, it's a, half the show. It's a subsidiary of the science club, because... Which, which also... Okay, this might be jumping ahead a little bit, but... Uh, I'm. I'm also kind of. We're still in character territory. We're still establishing <laughs> so, characters and not very so I'll bring well. In, I'll bring in uh, Madara San because she's the third character introduced. Madara of the main the main people the person cast right. She's she's a member of the science club. The president. The I don't chemistry know. club. They, the chemistry club. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there is never anybody else from that club shown. Yeah. So how does she have a club? But but Senpai can't. There are presumably other members, but maybe they just meet at a different time. Madara runs the chemistry club out of the adjacent room to the magic club. Yeah. And assistant Actually, what, what what you should say there is that the magic is that Senpai runs the magic club out of the chemistry prep room. Because that's what it is. Well, is that what it is? I don't think so. Because like there's yes. there's hallway because yeah, on the there's hallway on access. On the sign. To- on which sign? Yeah, yeah, but on the on the sign of the uh, the door to the magic club where the magic club sign is hanging down, it says chemistry room. Does it actually? And, I've watched the Madara, show twice and I never caught that. And Madara says like, or like assistant says, "Wow, it's really nice that you're um like like letting her run it out of the prep room." I never noticed that. That's actually kind of excellent. But <laughs> oh Madara, God. yeah, Madara is also a club leader. She <laughs> leads the chemistry club assistant since he has to join a club signs up exclusively in name to the chemistry club yeah which madara is fine with maybe that's how madara has a club is a bunch of people say they're in the chemistry club but nobody actually shows up maybe i don't know it's just i don't know it felt weird to me that that was like never established because she was the only one ever in that room to be Uh, fair that's also fine plot twist madara is my favorite character and she's great She's my favorite character too, but I think maybe for different reasons. <laughs> uh, we'll get to those because that happens. I'm, those reasons are, are in a very are in episode ten, the beach episode. We so we'll get to. Those. Are we gonna spend like half this episode on episode ten? I think we might. <laughs> I think I mm, that uh, that kind of has the most importance. To the There's show, a I lot. Think. There's a lot in episode ten. I have the least notes yeah. on it actually, but like I have a lot in my head about it. Yeah. Yeah. So episode 10, in my opinion, is the best episode of the show. That, okay, I wasn't going to say that yet, but episode 10 is my favorite episode. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's fine to say. There's two more characters. They don't show up till halfway through, though. So I don't know oh, if we want to talk about some of the early stuff before these two show up. Um, yeah, well, let's let's save those two characters. Well, okay, well, we, well, we can, we talk about the other, the, there's three more. There's one more. Oh, yeah, there's, there's the one other who appears in episode two. Onei-chan. 
who is Senpai's sister. That's her name. She doesn't have any other name. Half of the characters um, in the except... show, which is only three of them, aren't given names. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, apparently, assistant Kun is given a name, but like I've, I didn't hear that once in the show. Uh, yeah. So you know, so I can I don't, only I guess really it's... believe it. I feel like it's only in the manga, manga or novel or whatever it came from. It's a manga, I'm pretty sure. Let me make sure here. I don't know. You know I don't want to be given a yes source manga. I know you don't. Okay, like I I understand. <laughs> <laughs> We've established you didn't even read up to where the anime stopped in Domestic Girlfriend. <laughs> we don't need to talk about um, that. <laughs> anyways the other character is, is onei-chan and she is a teacher but also the sister of senpai mm-hmm. and uh she is a very minor character i would say i don't even think she's in it that much but she's in it more than anybody else that's not named <laughs> thank you for your cameo random airplane we definitely need your audio here can you go away please Back to anime. Anime. Now that plane. We're that very plane distracted. Rudely, rudely interrupted us. Um, yeah, how dare he? Okay, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Onechan. She just kind of makes fun of Senpai all the time. She yes. Her role. And grabs her boobs, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. She's a teacher at the school, but has the maturity of a middle schooler because when she insists that Senpai do a card trick, she's like, okay, in the pick teacher a- room, like the the teachers' lounge. In the teachers' thing. lounge. Pick a card, sign your name on it, put it back in the deck. And Senpai actually does the trick almost correctly. Yeah, really close, which is the closest I think she ever gets in front of a person. Uh, almost. Episode 12 happened. That's true, yeah. Um, she, like, fans the deck. Only three cards are turned over. It should be just the one that was her card. But three of them are turned over, and they find her card that the teacher drew boobs on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a two of diamonds. Yeah. And so she incorporated that, that into her artwork. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep, and so and then and then uh Senpai gets all gets all embarrassed. And then Again. the and then Onechan dr- gets dragged out of the teacher's lounge by another teacher. Yeah, so like the other teacher she's being too loud. The other teacher shouts, All of you need to keep it down, you're in the teacher's lounge and Onichan is like, Haha, you're too loud. And the teacher comes behind her and is like, no, it's you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just drags her away. Yep. They were... and, and she's also she's also Assistant Kun's uh, homeroom teacher. Yes. As well. Although that's not really relevant. Yeah, but that's why they went to her in the first place. Yeah. Because, yeah, because uh, Senpai didn't want to. Senpai forced <laughs> Assistant to write a club application kidnapped it from she him and then took him. him to sign up sign him up yep this is the other thing senpai is very very possessive of assist yes and very very into bondage <laughs> no it's a magic trick one it's episode. a magic trick uh-huh yeah okay there's not one episode where somebody gets tied up it's or only, somebody it's doesn't only get like half up. of the episodes like half of the mini episodes. <laughs> That's okay. how the show ends. I'm pretty sure it's with her tied up. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, that's that's jumping way far ahead. So we've introduced all the characters I think so far, except for the two that we're saving for later. Yes, because we it's about halfway through the show that those other two are introduced. So they apply to do the club, and they get denied to do the club because you have a, have to have a minimum of four players 
or members. Yes. Not we're not. Yeah, it's not a video game. And so shut up. As much as Assistant Kun would like it to be. And <laughs> he even makes a comment. Can we just make a gaming club? And she's like, Ah, no one'd go to that. <laughs> yeah, well, there definitely would be. Um. <laughs> And so, so yeah, they they it gets denied, and he has to go try to find another club, which is how he talks to Madara-san in the chemistry club. Yeah, and uh, which which Senpai gets super depressed over as well. Yeah, because how because, dare how dare you speak to another female in existence and join a different club? And she gets like all lonely and and stuff because he didn't. He also didn't tell her, which like, I mean, that's kind of. I don't know. <laughs> like I understand her point of view on that too, because he didn't tell her that that's what he was planning on was to go and uh, you know visit it was to go and try to um, con a different club to let him join it as a shadow member essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's not till the end of the episode. I I don't even remember which episode it is. Uh, he comes back to her remember. club and was like, "Hey, I just signed up like officially, but I'm still gonna hang out at your club." And she gets yeah. all emotional and, about it. And she was also in the middle of tying herself up. Again. Yes. This is not the first time, nor the last. And see, um, she would have escaped. She would have escaped if she was on her own. Yeah, that's true, because she had done the first the first trick. She did the, the pigeon, or the doves, in the hat, and like they come out of the hat, and then they go back in. She shows it, and they're not there. She did that trick perfectly, and then she did... What was her second trick? Uh... I don't you remember. know that one. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, the she does her second trick perfectly, and then she's in the middle of tying herself up, and to for an escape trick. That's what it's for. And then he walks apparently. back in the room. Yep. And she immediately because freaks out and manages to like hog tie herself somehow. Yeah, somehow. I don't know how, but um. That's the doesn't. real magic of this show. It really is. Like how good she is at tying knots without trying to. Because there are some intricate knots. Yeah, definitely. And then also interspersed between all of this like actual story stuff are just like random side sketches that are all excellent. And so I think we're probably going to end up pausing to talk about just random side sketches throughout the point. Because there's one, there's one in the early episodes that is absolutely excellent where uh, assistant wanders into the dining hall and sees Senpai by herself because she doesn't have friends. Yes. So they sit down to have food together, and they try to bend spoons, and she's like, this is how you bend a spoon. And he bends the spoon, and she yeets hers across the room. And he dodges it, because he knows that's what was going to happen. He had... As well. He's just like, he could tell. Yeah, he's... He, this was only, like, episode two, also. This was it? episode two, yes. He's already got that good and, of a read on her. And he already knows that, that, she, that she was going to sling the spoon across the the lunchroom which i was i, I will i gotta give the show credit because i was expecting somebody else to come up to the like some big like buff dude to come up to the table and be like hey i got hit with a spoon and i know one of you two did it kind of thing you know but they didn't do that no they had a completely different thing to happy. set up i was very and i was very happy about that <laughs> because because that's like the easy route you know yeah, it's no. like the easy way out of that joke, but no, they did something really good. I think assistant yeah, really wanders like off to go get a new spoon, sketch. and she realizes senpai realizes she knocked over like ghost pepper hot sauce into his curry. Essentially, which also 
Why do they have that at the school? Why didn't our school have that? I would wish they did. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And she's like, okay, I've got a cover for this. And he sits back down. I'm going to hypnotize you to make you think your food is spicy. Yeah. And then he he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. He takes a bite and it's spicy. And then he gets mad at her, asks her what she put in it. And she's oh, like, no, it's all, it's all hypnosis. I didn't put anything in it. So he's like, okay, try it. Well, he says, well, fine. If I'm the one who's hypnotized, then it shouldn't be spicy at all for you, right? And uh, then she takes the bite, and it's clearly spicy. Because she can't. She she's not to going to admit she's wrong. Oh, no. She will not. She refuses to do that. <laughs> and so then he makes her switch lunches with him. He's like, okay, yeah, and, you're uh, right. You're right. It's not spicy to you. So let's just swap it around. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it was great. And that's how the sketch ended, too. Yeah. With her having to eat the rest, and and that was it was great. It was a really good time. There's actually, I think episode two had a lot of the best sketches as well because they were still like setting stuff up. Because that's also the one where Behemoth gets his spine snapped. Oh yes! Oh my god, that was so good. Because that was when Behemoth was introduced. Because it was after Bahamut left. Yeah, because Bahamut runs away Escaped. in episode one. <laughs> yeah. And he, he escapes out the window, and she's all upset, and then she, she brings this other thing out. She's like, meet Behemoth, and pulls out this, like, you know, like, stuffed weasel pet thing. Mm-hmm. And she starts trying to show mm-hmm. the tricks, and she's, like, super obvious about it when, when, he, when he's there. It's like, you can tell that she's just running it up and down her arm, because she's moving yep. her whole arm. Yep. And then, uh, and then, then eventually, what? Oh, God. So she does all that, and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, but then somehow she drops it. She knocks Behemoth right? off the table during a trick. That's right. That's right. She knocks him off the table off the tri- during a trick, and she can't find him. Like, she's that oblivious that she couldn't see him on the floor. She's, like, started looking on top of the desk. And just steps for forward, him. and there is this sickening crunch as the structure yep. of the Behemoth toy snaps. And and assistant coon looks on in terror, <laughs> or horror, in fact, and uh, and, and it's just like mortified at what she just did because she just <laughs> killed Behemoth. <laughs> and then she looks down and she starts crying because because you know that was her that was her new pet that was her new pet she mm-hmm. loved Behemoth. Um, There's one other great sketch in episode three. I think episode three is or two is definitely one of the one of the better ones. Because there's also the episode where they go to the park for the first time when it's just Assistant and Senpai. Yeah. And yes. she's trying to do magic tricks for these kids. Which, oh my god. This part was weird. Like, these things were always weird for me. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I don't normally get, like, weirded out by anime, you know? Like, I, I, like whatever, whatever. You know, I'm, but, like, these were, like on the the on the line like toe in the line <laughs> you know if you get what i mean well like how do you mean because like i can see that kind of with the first one but the other park scenes were like actually decent was the so was the first one the one where she does the uh clothes removal that's where she does the quick change yeah okay so that's where she does the quick change and then okay so there there's another one where maybe it's not to a park it's to an elementary school but it's still to kids. Right, and, yeah. And she does the candy thing, and then they're like, oh, she has it hidden 
on her somewhere. And they have all the kids reaching up her shirt, which was really weird. Yeah. I don't like I don't know what to say about that one actually. I uh, I really there's, don't. There's some there's some really weird ones. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like a super uncomfortable because it was only on screen for like a few seconds, you know. More of it just like ah, kids are idiots. It's like it's kind of more like a oh, that was that's a weird choice that they made, but you know. Maybe. But you know, like it, it's I also I also understand it. It's like it's just comedy. It's not sexual at all. Which is so that's fine. Yeah. But okay, so in episode two, they're in the park. This is the last sketch of the episode. I'm pretty sure they're in the park, and she's trying to do tricks for these like five kids that are just playing Pokemon. Uh, mm. and she's failing hard, and they're all just like, "Wow, you suck." Yeah. And so assistant tries to distract them, uh, and she's like, "Okay, I'll do a quick change trick," and she like hides behind a cape, and starts yep. changing clothes, trying to be quick and sneaky about it. She's not quick. Yeah. She's not quick or sneaky. No, she's not quick. Because because the kids start asking Assistant Kuhn how to get in a certain dungeon. And because he's a real gamer. He's a pro he gamer. He is a pro gamer, so he knows and he helps them out. And so they're not paying attention to her at all anymore. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, he he looks over at Senpai and is like, Hey, have you uh, have you finished your quick change? And she's like, I forgot to bring more clothes and just walks off wearing a cape. And that's when the the legend of the uh, the the legend of the cape the legend streaker, of the, the legend cape clad streaker. streaker. Yep. Because like and, she was uh, worried because the kids had threatened to start the rumor about the park lady who sucks at magic, and instead it turned into the rumor of the cape clad streaker. Yep. <laughs> and then they do go back to that same park later in the show. So like she's not afraid <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I know. No one will recognize her. It's not like she has a syndrome of main character hair. Yeah, or or the only one who wears a cape. And top hat and does magic. Yeah. But also, I mean, I think cape is a pretty pretty, uh, identifiable trait. Especially if your name is the cape. What is it? The The, the cape-clad flasher. The cape-clad flasher. Yeah. She's also just like <laughs> accidentally a criminal in multiple occasions because she also burns down the magic club room in the next episode. Yeah. Yep. Because she's trying to do and... traditional Chinese magic. Oh, God. And so, like, the examples were making paper butterflies fly with a fan, uh, a, a trick with flash paper, turning it into udon noodles. Yep. And uh, the thing where you do water coming out of the fans. Yes. And she didn't even make it to that one. She tried to do the butterflies, failed at the butterflies. Assistant immediately gets the butterflies right. Assistant is, yep. like, low-key super talented. Yeah, he's, like, really good at magic. And he doesn't know any of these things beforehand. Um, and then then she she gets all, you know, jealous of him. Is like, oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah, I just taught you that. Uh, yeah, because she can't be wrong. I'm just such, I'm just such a good teacher. <laughs> um, and then she... Uh, then then she starts to do the the flash, the flash paper, paper thing. Except I don't, yeah, except she didn't use flash paper because she used regular paper. Um, and it just straight is, catches fire. Yeah, it catches fire and it gets too hot for her to hold. She throws it 
and it lands in the pile of paper butterflies. Which immediately bursts up like a pyre and sets off all the alarms. Yep. And the 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 water uh, th- uh water things. <laughs> the sprinklers the sprinklers turn yeah, on and her response <laughs> to it. Uh, <laughs> her response to the fire sprinklers is that that is the trick of summoning water from unexpected places. That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she never made the udon. Yeah, no, there wasn't any udon noodles. I'm disappointed. Oh, uh, what was next? What happened next? Uh, what did happen next? There's more skits. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the whole show is skits. Yeah. There's a bit... There's, there's, there's a, no story. There's really, like, no, like... Uh, like There's no... There's um, minimal um, overarching story. Overlay. Yeah, there's no overarching story. Well, there's really not any, because there's no character arcs at all. We find out that Senpai is actually really good at track and field. Because she that's can true, just but... sprint for, like, hours. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, like, that never comes back later. No, it was just there for a one-time gag because they asked her to do track and field and right. she's amazing at it. And they're like, hey, would you like to join track and field? And she's like, how about you join magic? And they say, no. She says, okay, and tries to drag them off to the club room. Yeah, yeah, because she needs four members. Mm. She just needs two more. This um, is also the one where I think she raises two more pigeons. Yes, yes, she buys two more pigeons because one was... Not enough. And she's actually done pretty decent at training them. Uh, and they're like actually following the rules more or less. They fly around, they sit on things. But they're behaving. And she's like, no, they sleep with me so that we form a tight bond. Because they're completely silent at night. Plot twist, they are not completely silent at night. They are not. And she learns that the first night. <laughs> <laughs> because she says... And she says, because they're diurnal, they won't make any noise. Which, um... I know from raising rats, like having pet rats, that diurnal does not mean that they're silent at night. Because, oh my god, my boys. They they, they go wild when the sun sets. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know about diurnal stuff, but I used to have some cats, and by golly, the sun goes down and they go berserk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know a single animal that doesn't. Oh, this is the same episode where we get a really good sequence with uh, Madara, and this isn't where Madara is introduced, but there's like, this 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 is when Madara is like on her own for a minute. They're doing the sword in the box trick, so like you have Senpai get in the box, and you set a bunch of swords to the box. Right. Right. Yes. And, uh, I don't know. They try to put a sword in the box, and I guess just like poke Senpai in the butt. Well, first, well, what happens first is that, um, because they're trying this trick out and they're trying it correctly, mm-hmm. where she hides under the table underneath the box, and then she, then he stabs all the swords through, and then she's supposed to go up into it, mm-hmm. and um, but before she's able to, he unveils the curtain, and her skirt is somehow got caught up so he can see everything underneath it that one was actually and, i think that one was completely assistant's fault he just waited he was way too quick to pull the curtain up he was way too quick to pull it up yes yes so that like, one's I on think him also that one was on him that one was on him especially since they weren't doing it to an audience you know mm-hmm. if they were doing it to an audience then like fine you want it to be like kind of quick so it doesn't seem like something's happening you know well, but no, that's the whole point like, of the performance in Misdirection, though. That's why you, like, wander around the box and gesture at all the swords. 
Oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I think just because it was, I don't, I, yeah, he wasn't thinking that was definitely on him. Um, but, but still, so they try that, that didn't work. And then she's like, okay, well I'll just get in the, the box and then you stab the swords through and I'll just dodge them. With like quote, her work. reason to dodge them quote is woman's intuition. Yeah. That's how she's going to dodge them. Um, which, you know, she doesn't dodge a single one. Um, no, she dodges the first one. Mm, kind it's of. Still, like, gra- it still grazes her. So none of them yeah. actually, like, injure her? No, they don't go through her. They don't impale her. But her sweater is um, not as lucky. Well, all of her clothes aren't as lucky. Because it's that kind of show. Yeah. But as they're doing this, that's when the Madara walks by the... the the room and she goes oh no my butt don't no don't don't stick it there no please pull it back out yeah please pull it out and uh she's like oh god what does she say she's like this is such a uh a, a shameful a, this, act i think is the phrase yes she uses. yeah this but wow they're such a shameful club something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and then and then we we cut into the club the back into the club room and we see that as uh, as as assistant opens the door, senpai's clothes are all ripped up, um, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, giddy giddy seifu." I believe that's the exact word she use she uses. Um, and uh, he's just like, "No, you, and, no, you're not. No, you weren't." And he's like, "No, no, all of your clothes are torn up." Like, and it's and that's how it ends. And that, I think that was a really good ending for that skit as well. That's a pretty um, frequent uh, theme in this episode is of just like none of the things working. Yeah, none. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I think that's a pretty frequent theme of the whole show. Mm-hmm. You know, too, is that none of her tricks actually work. They just uh, they ended her in compromising positions. But she's also like super confident and overbearing about it until she goes to actually do it. Because in the next episode, one yes. of the skits is that there's people coming to see the club. Because some people right, heard yes, that the club is weird and they want to see it. It's two girls. An assistant overheard them talking about it in class. And he tells he tells Senpai, don't do magic. We need to play it cool because people think I'm cool. Yeah, and then we get a vision of what he thinks he looks like in class. Which is, <laughs> they definitely don't think he's cool. They definitely probably don't even know who he is. Yeah, he's like not on the scale. But he has this like self-image that's like the like the anime pretty boy like yeah he's he's the he would be a member of the earth defense club most definitely he that's what he thinks at least and uh that's not the case though then the girl and so there he's trying to convince her she's doing all these crazy magic tricks like these insane ones Mm. and then eventually she's like well what if i do the one where my head comes off (laughs) Yeah, and so she has this pretty convincing illusion where she just, like, tucks her head yeah. forward and, like, her collar's up above her neck and it looks like she's holding her head in her hands. Yeah, and it's it's actually, like, really good. I was very impressed. And assistant's like, it. don't do that, you're gonna scare people away. And, yeah, and as he's trying to put her head back where it belongs, the they open the door as he is holding her head at in, like, the, the, the midsection of her body. <laughs> at which point they run away and Senpai responds by not bringing her head back up to normal level, but with her head in her hands, chasing after them. <laughs> yep. Because they're the two she needs to get the club. 
Go on. And assistant sits down and cries. Because his uh, quote-unquote reputation is over. His reputation is over. His image is ruined. My disappointment is immeasurable. <laughs> yep, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And, and it just cuts. Uh, it just cuts again. Yep, That's one thing was... that I think these skits do really well is like knowing when to just cut it off. I think it does that pretty well, especially towards the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Uh, let's see, because what episode? What episode is 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 that one in? We're on like five, five? right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think I think it's a good enough time to say this, but I think the show, I don't know, has a it's very formulaic, if that makes sense. Okay. And um, to and it got to the point where I think it was around this point where I was kind of like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and that's this is it's kind of like I could expect kind of what was happening. The jokes didn't really change too much. Like the ver- there's like variety in like the tricks, but like the actual joke itself isn't very different. And the uh, there's no character growth, which I really didn't like. Yeah, not at know. all. There there's no real development. Not not to which any is, degree. Which we're gonna discuss in episode ten because mm-hmm. that's a major part. Episode ten, I think there's so much in episode. 10. There's a lot to unpack in ten. Uh, this is kind of dipping into my final thoughts, but I had a similar comment. Uh, looking at it with a more critical lens on the second time through, I feel like the first half of the show, and by first half I mean one through five and a little bit of six, are definitely a lot weaker than the second half. It felt a lot slower, it felt like there was a lot less impressive happening in the first few episodes, and it did start to get stale. Yeah. I yeah no I I definitely agree that was kind of how I uh I felt for I I had to take a break after episode six after episode five I was already like kind of feeling it you know if you know what I mean yeah that's actually exactly where I took a break too I watched five episodes that I had to just sort of chill out and I watched the rest of them in one go but in yeah, my I opinion as well. after like during episode six episode six is when the other two characters come in. Once the other two come into the show, I think it picks up significantly and becomes a much stronger show. That's my thought on it, at least. Once the the two new characters? Yeah, once the other two characters are in, I think the show picks up significantly. Interesting. Because I had a very different reaction. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I was not a fan of those two. Oh, these two, I... Should we just go ahead? No, let's, there's there's like just... a, actually there's a, there's two more things I wanted to mention on five before we move on to the new characters because two okay, more skits okay, on five okay. I think were were important. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's go for them. So episode five is the first time Madara has like an actual sequence to herself. She has a skit to herself where she and assistant are hanging out. Yes. And he's like, "Wow, yes. magic and science are basically the same." And she's like, "No, you idiot." Yeah, she gets all defensive, and it's adorable. It is adorable, and then she proceeds to do magic tricks using science. Yes, and it's great, but she's like, science, or she says, uh, magic uh, tries to to 
to fool the viewer into thinking that like this this is something that couldn't that can only be done by magic when it's easily done by by physics and it's very disingenuous and it's and it and it stop it, it basically shows like it it halts or like it, it slows down progress of the human race i think it was her major complaint honestly mm-hmm. but then she's oh, like it was just it's so adorable but if you use like teeth. actual science you can do so many cool things and she starts doing cool things like she does the can crush with like hot yep. water she does uh she does the the putting the bottle um like tilting it at 45 degrees yeah because of the center of balance and she goes on like yep. full which also about them fun fun fact about that one about the tilting the can. I, I remember when I learned that trick um, back in like, I don't know, I think it was like elementary school because I was watching an episode of Chris Angel Mind Freak. <laughs> and that was one of his, because like, if you remember in that show, you know, he would give you like little little tricks you could do. No, I never watched and that, that was one at of all. Them. Oh man, I used to love that show. I mean, I still, I still actually really like it. I watched it not that long ago. <laughs> but uh, it's one of my guilty pleasures, you know. That's fair, that's but, fair. But uh, he... He, uh, I, I vividly remember that trick, and I would do that all the every time I drank a soda from a can. <laughs> I would do that trick every time. I'd be like, look, how, and eventually got to the point where I would show my friends, and I'd be like, "Isn't this so cool?" And they're like, "No, it's not. <laughs> You've done this so many times; it's not cool anymore." And I was like, "No, dude, it's magic. I, this is magic." And they're like, "No, it's not. See, I the cans half full. They watched the same episode of Chris Angel I had." <laughs> I still tried to fool him, though, every time. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. See, I had never actually seen that one. Back in, in, in high school, though, I absolutely adored my chemistry class. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me. I don't know if I talked to you about this, but I was nearly a chem major. Like, I was going to go to a different college oh, to be a chem major. Oh, I had major. no idea. Yeah, no. Oh, wow. I nearly went to a completely different college to be a chem major. Uh, a very different major than what you ended up with. Very different. Very different college. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh... For, I think this is already obvious. Seaweed and I went to college together. That's that's why we know each yes, other. Yes, that's yep. That's that's yeah. Um, but no, I nearly went to a different part of the country to be a chem major. And I remember back in high school chemistry, I volunteered for eighth grade day because the eighth graders would come to our high school to see what the high school was, uh, even though they had literally no choice if they wanted to continue in the school system. They went to our high school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I remember doing the can crush trick. Because my boy Jacob did Elephant's Toothpaste, I did the Can Crush, and someone else did the the Chemical f- Colored Fires. Gotcha, okay, yeah. And I always all had, like, three, such All three of those are pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, those are, those are the ones you impress. Those are how you get, those are how you get kids yep. hooked on chemistry. It really is. Yeah. And so when Madara, like, geeks out about the Can Crush, I'm just like, I used to do that one! <laughs> oh man, that's great I'm, I'm glad that we both had like different ones because i didn't know about that one until i, I or like i i think i re- did know about it but i'd forgotten completely no, that's, about the can crush one yeah no that's a, that's one of my favorites you just boil a little bit of water you pour it in the can and then you use like tongs or whatever and stick it in ice water and it'll just collapse yeah and uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that we had like opposite experiences over that and, like the two tricks that she did here <laughs> or no, she did the third one, right? She did the Coke one at this one? Uh, yeah, I think she did the freezing Coke, and she also had the air cannon. Yes, that's right. The air cannon, which, that's a classic. The air cannon is a classic. We did one, used to have the air cannon. I remember a lot of us thought we were clever because you could load a fart in there. <laughs> How did we never think of that? Wait, really? 
We never thought of that. <laughs> oh man, we did. The, we would take our we would take our um, physics teachers air cannon all the time and just hit each other across the across. Oh, across the classroom with it, across and the like classroom. just yeah, across the clock with it, and uh, and uh, like it was great. Like he had like three of them, so we would have like wars in the middle of his lectures, and he was fine with it. He was totally chill. Oh, that's because awesome. we were still doing physics. My yeah, my chemistry too loud, though. He pulled out that train whistle. <laughs> yeah, be careful. We couldn't get away with too much goofing off. Our chemistry teacher was also the high school principal. Oh, that's rough. Oh, man, I would hate to do that. What do you say we talk about the show that we're talking about? Oh, <laughs> is that what we do here? Right. Uh, Oops. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I thought uh, this I was think... a just chatting stream. <laughs> uh, so we got done geeking out about how adorable Madara is. Hands down best character. Yes. This is also the episode where they tried to build up fake tension. I don't know how well it worked. Senpai hides in the escape box. They have one of those boxes you're supposed to lock and she gets out of. She gets in the box. Assistant comes into the club and is like, weird, Senpai's not here and sits on top of the box. Because all of her stuff was in the chair. So she sabotaged herself indirectly. And he starts Mm -hmm. talking to Behemoth. Assistant starts talking to yes. Behemoth about how much he loves Behemoth. With his yep. vacant expression and soft texture, and Senpai's an idiot and thinks he's talking about her. Well, because, well, to be fair, to be fair for her part, she can't see anything, and he never says Behemoth. Fair. But when he's, you know, he only says like you. So, so, and, and he also says, I could never say this to your face. Even though he's literally saying it to Behemoth's face. Or like, in, I could never say this, or like, I could never say this in front of her right, face. Right, yeah, because he starts thing. off by ragging on so, her. Yeah, that's true. He starts off by ragging on her to Behemoth, and then he starts, you know, kind of like being all, all like, there's one thing I do. Yeah, and he starts going on about how much he loves. And so, Behemoth. like, I mean, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't think he was talking about Behemoth either. Until he talks it. about the soft texture and vacant eyes, and she's just like, "Wait." Yeah, but by that point, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she had rubbed herself on his back and all this other multiple stuff times. There is no concept yeah. of personal space. So, like, none. No. No. None at all. What is personal space? Never heard of that term before. <laughs> but like, so like, I still, I still thought he was talking about her. Honestly, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think there was like necessarily tension. I don't think I ever felt tension because I knew that. And like, he's also shown multiple times. There's one time where like she starts acting all suggestive about the yeah. crime thing, and like they're talking about two different things, and he's like, "Well, I guess if she asked, I wouldn't say no." So like the whole I like I thought that he well, the had reason a thing I, for her. Which I'm, I'm pretty sure he does sleep with her. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean by having. But the her. reason I said tension was because yeah. like it carries over into the next skit because she brings him over to her house for it. Is that next? That's the next episode. Actually, that's how the episode. That's how the episode ended. Yeah, was with a uh, with a cliffhanger. It's the only episode that does that. So she brings assistant to her house. Because she thinks he's confessed to her. Uh-huh. 
And she keeps trying to do tricks, but, like, she's overthinking everything about, like, what her perspective of it. And she's like, here, have some cookies. And he's like, okay, thank you. And she's like, wait, I can't give him treats. He'll get attached and eats the entire plate. Yep. Which is totally a normal human thing to do. I mean, for her, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> From what we've seen at this point, I would I would believe that is her normal reaction. But she also manages to escalate it in the worst way possible. Would you like to talk about the handkerchief? trick oh god no no please please discuss that i I can't okay so he calls her on Uh, it are you you sure you don't want this one it's pretty excellent he calls her on it yep it's all yours it's all you and she's like okay we did want we're gonna practice the trick let's practice palming a handkerchief and she gets a whole bunch of handkerchiefs out pours them on the table and starts tucking one into her hand her hand Yep, she's doing the. They're doing the disappearing handkerchief. Yeah, trick, where you where I you believe. just palm it, and you're just like, oh, it's gone. Yep. But then she's like, wow, this doesn't feel like a normal handkerchief, and she right, it's looks, like really thick. She looks up, and assistant has unraveled his handkerchief, and she has dumped her entire underwear drawer onto the table. Yes, and it's just a bunch of a bunch of panties, a bunch of pantsu. And he is holding her magician's panties. There are some well, wild patterns on these, and one of them is just straight-up magician-themed. Yeah, one is just a penguin with a magician hat, which is the one he's holding. Mm-hmm. Which was great. Oh, no, they were called her, her stage panties. <laughs> That's got, what they were called. You have to go fully thematic, I mean, of course. I mean, yes, of course. I, I, but, I wear my podcast man. boxes when we're recording, obviously. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah, the whitey talkies, you know, as we call. <laughs> and uh, oh god. Okay, sorry. I was not counting on that. I was not ready for that. <laughs> I'm glad that one landed so bad. Uh, but when see the thing, the the thing I didn't, I don't know, I didn't. That one, it was bad. Like it was. Oh man, it was so. It was such a weird skit. But from the beginning of that skit, I knew what it was. I don't know if it's just I've seen this many, like, this type of show enough. Or if, like, the way they were folded, I could just tell it wasn't a handkerchief. And I knew based on the show, you know? Yeah, whereas I'm not usually good at picking up on these things. The first time I watched it, I was completely blindsided. I'm like, wow, she's an idiot. Yeah. I mean, and it would, I mean, it would also, like, I did believe that she would have that many handkerchiefs as well. Why not? How int- like how I everything like everything in her room is about magic. That's all she cares about. Like literally, that's the that only thing is she her cares life. About. Like that is her personality. Mm-hmm. You know, like people say, anime is my personality. Magic is her personality. Like <laughs> that. <laughs> that's fair. And they end up they end up resolving it, and they like off screen. Well, no, she shouts that, like, you said you loved me, and we want, we gotta talk about it. And then, off-screen, he, like, sets it straight, and the episode ends. Well, like, it cuts, well, it just zooms into his face, which is absolutely disgusted, for some reason, which I thought was very rude of him. I mean, he's not exactly the most tactful as it is. That's true, he's not. He's not, it was definitely, like, in character, like, for sure. But, oh, man, and then, then, yep, it cuts to the next scene, where where she's like she's not like crying she's like embarrassed yeah because she realizes that hey maybe i am stupid yeah 
But she doesn't learn anything from it. Oh, of course not. That's too much to ask. Yeah, that's too much to ask. <laughs> oh boy. All right. And so that's I think that's a that's a pretty good place. I yeah, because at this point is when the other two characters join, and I think that's like a yes. major change on the show right there. And in my yeah. opinion, a and major I think change. That'll be... better. Okay, and I yeah, I mean I th- it is definitely a major change for the show. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is a good enough time for a break. So uh, you know, everybody, go uh, go do whatever you got to do right now. We're gonna um, take we'll our in a, in mild intermission. Here. Yes, to use the facilitate. We don't need to say that every episode. Alrighty, and we're back for the second half of A Shot of Weeb Episode 3, Tejin Senpai. We have both oh, yeah. uh, uh, taken the uh, minor amounts of time that we need to recover our faculties. Yep. Is that a correct word? I don't know if that's uh, the right yeah, word. Yeah, I think that's the, the right word. The, the, I, We've I recovered can, the faculty and use... staff. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're all we're all good to go to talk about these high schoolers. Again. Yes, and how they are all weird. All of them. All of them. They're very weird, including the two people we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> wow, it's almost like that was a segue we made, but we didn't, and we actually didn't. Man, crazy. All right, let's talk about these new characters. Let's talk about these new characters. We get two new prospective members for the Magic Club, except they don't do magic. But they want to merge clubs so that they can make a club. Yes. Um, And we've got... uh, Let me pull up their names. Makun is the guy, and Saki-chan is the girl. At first, we just meet Saki. She's like... Yes. This, like, super... I'm not going to say aggressive, that's not the right word, but like overpowering personality uh, upperclassman girl. Redhead girl. Gyaru. She's a Gyaru. I don't actually know what that word means, but they do use it in the show. Yeah, yeah, so that's like, um, uh, it's like a type of fashion, um, Gyaru. It's like, if you've seen, um, uh, Galko-chan. I've not. Okay, yeah, no. I'm trying to think of anything you've seen where there would be a Gyaru in it. And I don't know of anything. But, like, they wear a lot of, like, accessories. They dye their hair. Um, I don't know. That's, like, the, the general basic thing. Um, and they, they're worried that times, she's going to assert yeah. dominance over Senpai because she has bigger titties. But she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She doesn't? All right. No. Because they actually no. go out of their way to state that fact. Yes, because that's like her point. That's Saki-chan's like point of um of of like where she feels like kind of like what is it, um overwhelmed by senpai. I guess is the right word. That's not the right word. Possibly. Um, she like inferior. She feels inferior to her because of that fact. There's definitely a bit of rivalry between them. Oh, but at for first, sure. at it, first, but only at the beginning. Really, mm-hmm. definitely. It's only Saki that joins the club at the beginning. And she's like, hey, we'd like to join a street performer. I want in. Yeah. And then they ask her who we is. And she starts talking about this absolute chiseled, gorgeous man that she's with. This Chad. (laughs) This absolute Chad. He is an absolute Chad of a man by her description. Mm -hmm. And Assistant is terrified to meet this this bro of a dude 
Yes, what an apt term to use. Bro. Because <laughs> that's, that's definitely the vibe we get. And then oh, we, yeah. <laughs> we, meet, we meet Masash. Yes. Makun. Who, who is a, a large man. He's a large individual in... Uh, he's a he's a big boy, round fellow. <laughs> yes, and, and Saki uh, is all over him, and we find out that he is Saki's younger brother. Blood related. It look as long as you say no chromo, it's okay. But there is. They are they are related by blood. <laughs> yes, and it is. And she is a complete. She is a complete. Uh, what is? Is it a brocon? I don't know if there's an actual. Because ciscon word for is it. the word. There's ciscon a pop- is the word for you know. There is a pop up because there's occasionally little like pop up text boxes to describe things. There's yeah. a pop up where they the English translation of it declares she has a brother fetish. Yeah, she's got a brother complex essentially, where she's yeah. in love with her brother. It's really weird. Um and and yeah and. So Makun is not this chiseled Chad we thought he was. Though he, I would, I would still argue that he is a Chad. A little bit by of his one, personality, as we see a little bit later on. I, <laughs> I like pretty much everything that Makun does throughout this, like the whole series. He's, I think, one of the strongest characters. He's not as excellent as Madara. No, Madara is the best character in the whole show. But I think he brings a lot in Saki. Yeah, whatever she does, things. Yeah, she Saki is kind of like a, um, a toned down senpai. I think she's supposed to be a little bit of a foil to the senpai. Like she's got the self awareness to a degree. To yeah. a degree. Yeah. No, I would agree. I would agree. And so I think I think, I think she's it. I think she's supposed to be senpai with a little bit more college. college com, com. You can do it. I believe. Common sense. There we go. I want to drink a little we more. You got it. Hey, that that'll help. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, she's definitely she has that common sense until it comes to her brother. Yeah. Once her brother's in the picture, it's all out the window. And yeah, the funny it's... thing is, is Makun is sick of it. As we see going forward, there's a lot of instances where she's trying to be all over him. And he just shuts her down. Yeah. He's learned to and deal he's... with it. Yeah, he's he's learned to deal with it, like to but not put up with it. Correct. Because he will like, he doesn't just like let her do whatever. He like actively tells her to stop, and what and and stuff like he he tries to, and like puts her down. He doesn't just like be like, well, this is how she is, which I I did like that about his character. Yeah, definitely. He does not yeah. enable her. Yeah. Which which is pretty big. No, that's true, um, and but the but that also kind of comes, um, I think, to hinder the characters because both of them become pretty one note, um, and in terms of like, Saki is this like she is just a brocon. We'll just use that word, you know. Saki, yes, and, Saki stays pretty similar the entire and time. And Makun is just like her, um, her straight man. Kind of. I feel. That's the way I feel I saw like Makun does enough interesting things that I want to give him a pass. Yeah. Because he has a couple of different personas. Because he has the bit where he goes full mentalist during the swimsuit episode. He has the bit 
where he goes like full detective in what episode eleven or twelve. Yeah, that's that's true. So he, I think he's I a think little he changes more, it up often enough to still be good. He's a little more interesting than Saki. I still don't know if he's interesting enough. That's fair. For me. I disagree, but, I also, but that's fair. I also think that senpai and assistant are pretty one note as well. So I don't think it's like definitely they're just. I I don't think that they don't fit is what I'm trying to say. Like they fit for sure. It's just like, I, I wish there was more to them. Yeah. And that's, that's something I've noticed. This is kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but this is one issue. Uh, I think I said this in the last episode of a shot of weeb. I initially gave the show a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Going back. I'm realizing the first half of it because of senpai and assistance characters is just kind of, weak like it feels like there's not their interactions are great but there's not enough substance to either one of them it feels like no and it's not especially for as many episodes as there are in the first half like even though like even though they're only 12 minute episodes at a certain point it starts to feel like that takes forever you know yeah but, I mean, granted, for a skit comedy, you don't really need the deepest of characters, so it still generally works. You're right, you're right. No, if this was a 24-episode show, I uh, I, I don't know if I would have finished it, honestly. Even yeah, for this, I this... don't know if I could have done it, because it yeah. it would have been bad. <laughs> I think it's also, it, it's 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 really good when you're getting, like, short doses of it. I think this is the same thing you mentioned during being honest, you were watching it. As it was coming out, that's a huge benefit to this kind of show. Yeah, yeah, I think it Whereas, definitely is for this kind of show. Um, just yeah. getting like a small dose every week, I think, um, I think would be good because you're not like just dealing with the same thing like over and over and over in the same day. Instead, you're stretching out in a week, and you're gonna forget some things, and then the jokes will be they like even if they're not. Um, extremely fresh you know they'll still be more fresh than if you're binging the show in a couple hours definitely i i loved this show and i still really enjoy this show but it is not really a bingeable show in my opinion but i think that's just a side effect of the style yeah show because again i talked about this during being on i'm not fond on like standalone episode sort of shows yeah, with some exception pop team epic was my jam Oh, see, see, I didn't like that show either. <laughs> really? I, I hated oh. that show. I hated that show, actually. I really Another one it. of the college dudes and I watched Pop Team Epic in, like, one night, and it was a, it was great. I could go on about the Hellshake Yano episode. It's so good. Well, you know, that's not this episode. <laughs> so, I need to, so I need to pick Pop Team Epic for our podcast then, clearly. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, we gotta watch something you hate eventually, so we can hear you rag on a show instead of just me. I'm just saving this. I'd like. <laughs> I don't want to just like you know. <laughs> you step all over your your thunder here, <laughs> um, because because I, I I after the first couple episodes, I was kind of done with the show. Oh, that 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 sucks to hear, yeah. but I can see again. It's not gonna be everyone's. Jam. I did I did like when they added the couple the new characters. Like that, that freshened it up enough for like one or two episodes. Um, it definitely made a huge difference because it, it's a lot more personalities to riff off each other. Yeah, yeah, and I think in that sense like, I, it helped for sure. Yeah, 
I really like the dynamic between Makun and Assistant. Like, I feel like those two, they don't riff off each other much, but no. when they team up, it's actually excellent. That's fair. That's fair. They th- those that's true, especially in episode 10. Um they have a lot of good moments in episode 10. Because that's kind of how the split goes is with with Assistant and Makun and then Senpai and Saki. That's kind of the split for that episode, I would say. In the Well, actually, that's more so the beach episode, yeah, there is that split, but I think are, do we do we go out of order a little bit? Because there's not too much that happens in like six, seven, eight. There's some think, good skits. There's th- definitely I, some good skits. I think I think we got like ten. I think is what we should end on. You know, because I think we have the most to say yeah. about it. I think that kind of culminates the entire show. Um, so let's yeah, so let's, let's just hit the highlights for the other episodes, and then we will finish our discussion with ten. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't think there's that much worth bringing out in episode 11 and 12. There's one really good thing in 12 that I think ends the season really well, but for the most part, I think 10 would have acted a lot better as a season ender. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So let's just let's just hit the highlights until we get to 10, yeah. and then we can just go on about 10. Yeah. Because I think we both have a lot to talk about on 10. Yes. Yes, I believe so. Episode 6 is the hypnosis episode again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Senpai has a hypnosis for dummies book. Right. Or she has the mentalist. That's the mentalist book, right? That's the mentalist book. Yeah. And she can't get it to work on assistant. She tells assistant to work, do it on her. Yes. Because assistant has caught on that hypnosis in his own words only works if you're stupid. Yep. Because that's how she described it. (laughs) Indirectly. (laughs) Yes, Yes. Indirectly. Indirectly. Um, so yeah, they try the hypnosis thing on her. Mm-hmm. And um what happens with that? So that's that's when they transfer quote unquote they transfer her sense of touch into the bottle first. Right. So he has a plastic bottle. Uh-huh. And he, he hypnotizes her and says, This bottle shares your sense of feeling. Anything this bottle feels you feel. Yep. And then he starts to tickle the bottom of the bottle, mm-hmm. and and this is this is where it gets like a little weird, where Assistant Kun's kind of like weird underlying personality kind of comes out, like really strong. Yeah, Assistant's not a good person. No, he's he's really not. Um, and uh, he's got like Issei vibes, like DXD. He's not. I would say he's way worse than that. Because, really? Yeah. Well, be, I wouldn't go that far. No, I would because he he he's tickling the bottom of the bottle, and she says, "Well, this is oh, stop tickling my feet." And he's like, "That's your feet," because he was clearly expecting that to be her ass. Oh, eh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, and then well, then he immediately is like, "Well, I wonder what this part is," and he's and he is clearly trying to trying to tickle her like her three boobs. quarters of the way up the bottom yeah he's clearly trying to tickle her boobs and then like when he touches it she says no please don't touch there like it's it's pretty clear like i mean it's 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 really it's a really weird weird bit and but it escalates yes it does escalate it escalates because he gives up on the bottle thing and is like we're at a hot spring and you want to get in that water yeah uh-huh. Uh huh. This sequence gets uncomfortable. Uh huh. Yeah. And he starts having this weird, like, 
inner monologue moral debate about, hey, is this okay? I don't know. Yeah, and I think he kind of, Disney eventually decide, yeah, this isn't okay, but I'm still going to continue. I mean, he kind of bails it, like, the last second, because he, he, like, clears it with his conscience for a moment, because there's a side note that's like, hypnosis can't actually get something to happen that they don't actually want to do. Yeah. Which is true. I've gone to, like, a hypnotism show, and, like, if you're not, if you're not willing to participate, it is not going to work. Right, yeah, no. Like, it's the same with kind of any other magic trick. It's it's all, like, what you believe is what will you'll see kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, like, God, it's so... So he ends up he ends up trying to bail at the last minute, like, right before she actually reveals anything. Uh-huh. And then fails, because she's too speedy for him or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> Do you remember where he goes next? Do you remember what his idea to remedy the situation is, what he tells her? No, I don't. What was it? You don't. He tells her that she is a cat oh god and so we get this weird cat girl senpai sequence he does get some comeback though because like the second he tells her that she like slashes his face yeah yeah that's that yeah so she like like at least there's like he does get like a little bit of a consequence but i still don't know if it's like enough because he doesn't really learn from it he you know. definitely does not. Which I think is... And again, that goes back to our previous comment about the characters don't develop. This isn't all. the kind of show no. where the characters develop. And I think, overall, that's a hindrance to the show. Um, because you can watch literally any of these episodes at any time, and you won't be lost. Yeah. Like, they're... like you might, like, yeah, it might be weird just all of a sudden, like, watching episode one to, like, episode nine. Like, yeah, you might not... And there's suddenly different characters. Yeah, there's some, like, like, new characters, but, like, you'll be able to pick up who they are, like, real quick. Like, and... And they are all, all of the story with some, like, minor overarching threats are very standalone. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very much so. There's very few reference to any of the smaller tricks. Um, you know, like any of the sketches in later sketches. And I think overall that's a big hindrance to the show. Yeah, there's a few, like, minor references. Like, there's the bit where he's like, oh, yeah, she burnt down the club room once, don't ask. And they just, they just brush past yeah. it. But, like, even, like, if you watch that out of context, you'd still kind of see by her personality what she had done, like, what she does during that episode. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense that she could burn yeah, down you could- the club room. You could totally guess that to just be a throwaway line, not necessarily something that actually happened in the show. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I think God, I really wish that there was there was character growth, and and I mean, it, that's kind of what episode ten culminates to. But we're not quite there yet. No, we're let's... we're we're almost there though. I promise. We've been yeah, teasing episode just, ten for a long time. <laughs> episode seven spawned one of the biggest memes on our slash animes for a while. That's where Senpai of the Pool came from. Yeah, Senpai of the Pool. Yeah. Senpai of the Pool, what is your wisdom? Oh my god, you sent me so many of these when I asked you I what did, this was. I did. Before when I was like, trying yeah. to convince Seaweed to watch this show, I, I mentioned Senpai of the Pool. I was like, hey, you may have seen a clip from this show. And then just sent him, like, 15 Senpai of the Pool memes. So many. So many. <laughs> oh my god, it was so many. <laughs> oh man. It was one of the best things to be spawned by this show. 
I, I could I can agree. Yeah. Um, uh, but like the plot of that particular sketch is that she like wants to try an underwater escape, and she's like, "Oh yeah, some guy in America died doing this, but I'll be fine, right? I'm a magician." Right before she goes to do it, yeah. And that's when uh, <laughs> so all and then assistants like, "Wait, wait, wait, maybe we should rethink this," but she's already in the pool. She's already underwater. Like, <laughs> well, no, he refuses to help her out, and like, will only let her go under the water if only her hands are tied, not the full can caboodle. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Because she probably would die because there's other people there watching. And that's Saki jumps in the water and is like, oh no, I'm drowning, help me. I will die if Makun does not give me, give me mouth to mouth. Yep. And so they are on the ground, they put like the face mask, they, there's like this plastic mask with a hole in it that you can do like yeah, CPR. Low risk CPR or whatever. Yeah. And they put that on her face and then Makun turns to assess and says, we can just leave her there. She'll be she'll be fine. Yeah. Because she wasn't drowning. She just wanted her He knows what's going on. Oh man. And by this point assistant does too. Like he knows. Yeah. She has a problem. It's really bad. She gets like the weird like heart eyes, but not like the like the like auga eyes. Not those heart eyes. Like th- not the American hard eyes, but like the Japanese. The hard eyes. eyes that like Akemi gets in um, Dumbbell Nankiro Motaru, or how heavy are the dumbbells you left? Like when she sees muscles, a chat like I'll chest. I'll watch that show eventually. Oh my god, maybe I gotta make you watch that one. <laughs> um, I'd be down. I've been meaning to actually get back and try to watch it because I didn't. I was in like episode two, and then I just didn't finish it. Very good, actually. Really, anyway. I really like that show. Anyways, it's those same kind of eyes. Uh, just for, yeah, for yeah. kind of reference. And she makes it every time she's talking about her brother. When I say the other two characters added a lot to the show, I should rephrase that to be that she adds a lot to the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the positives come from. Makun is my favorite second character, and I think he added a lot of personality to this. I mean, I think he's my second favorite character, but that's only by process of elimination. <laughs> I don't know if I ne- really like liked any character outside of um, outside of Madara. Yeah, because like, I mean, Assistant is chill, but Senpai and Saki are both pretty excessive. They're, Senpai yeah, they're better than Saki because Saki's just problematic. Yeah, Saki's just problematic. Senpai like Senpai's just she has a good design though. I like she- Saki's design. Yeah, so they, I, I liked... That's the one thing I really liked about the show was the designs. Even Assistant Kun's bowl cut. It's such a bad bowl cut. It's the worst. <laughs> and he thinks he's a popular guy with that haircut? Okay, buddy. Uh, <laughs> this, Jeez, I used to have my this hair This came out in 2019. Like this was... <laughs> that was not a popular haircut. Oh, man, I never... Uh, was that ever a popular haircut? Oh, uh, yeah, in second grade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> When you didn't have a choice when you went to the barber and your mom just said, uh, this is what he's getting. And you were like, whatever's okay, cheapest. Okay, mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's when that was cool. But it still really wasn't cool. Nobody cared about hair in second grade. Um, but that, I mean, I did really like all the designs. They were very distinctive. Um, like, Definitely. All of the designs look great. All the characters are very unique. Except for maybe like Onichan. Well, hers she is still like a person. Like, well, like even even like, I mean, I think I think she she still stands out like as a teacher. 
um, even like with her design, like she still looks mm. like a teacher. She doesn't look like a student, which I think was yeah. Really she's good. wearing like semi-professional. Yeah, though. but also like her hair is like a uh, short, like professional cut instead of like mm-hmm. senpai's just like straight down hair that she just kind of wears down because she doesn't have enough time. Senpai to has else and... so many hairstyles. She and does. I'm envious. It's great. I wish I had that many hairstyles. It's great. That's that's probably one of my favorite things about this show. Because I love hairstyles. That's why I have long hair, so I can make different hairstyles. Uh, I have long hair, and I just put it in a ponytail, because I don't <laughs> know what else there is. I mean, when I don't go out, that's all I do. But, like... <laughs> um, I, I just don't go out. <laughs> you know? Hey, there you go. I mean, I don't go out right now. This is... We're, we're quarantining still. I swear to you. What dude. is sunlight? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, I'm one of those kind of people that when the quarantine hit, I had to change my lifestyle. Literally none. Yeah, the only thing I had to I had to stop doing was going to class. Uh, that was it. So I, I was inside even less. Uh, it was great, really fun. Oh dear. Um, and then so so yeah, senpai has lots of great hairstyles. Saki has good hair, and it like it, but it looks like high schooler hair, you know. But like Onei yeah. Chan's hair is is um, like in a professional cut and stuff, and her face looked more adult than the rest of them too. Uh, Definitely, because she's, I'm assuming, older than the rest. Yeah, she, well, I would hope so. Uh, <laughs> the The last thing I wanted to say about the designs is that, like, I think one of the, like, key things about a character design that, like, you can tell if it's good or not is if you can look at the silhouette of it and still be able to tell who that is. And I think for all of the characters in this show, um, all six of them, eight, if you're, I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell for Bahamut between the other two doves. I won't lie, but uh, <laughs> for 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 the seven, including ba- including um, Behemoth, I think by their silhouette I could tell who is who, and I think that's really yeah. Bad. Except maybe Assistant, he's like very basic silhouette, but there's also not any other basic characters, right? So, right. but like even like his hairstyle, like I think would kind of help give it away. Like even like if you compare it to like other other anime and stuff. Um, so I think that the designs are very good, and that's the animation is very expressive as well. I was very, very surprised at the level it went to for the type of show it is. Most definitely, because this show, especially in some of the se- especially in some of the sequences with Makun, when they like sort of bend style a little bit. Yeah, like when he's going full detective near the end of the show, and it like darkens everything behind him and there's these harsh shadows on half his face yeah no i mean like this show definitely could have just gone with like a simple um because it's a short you know people just kind of expect like simple animation i think this show did it really well um very expressive animation like uh the colors were kind of all right i don't think they were my favorite but overall i think it was pretty solid Mm -hmm. there's a lot of energy to this show yes and i think that's that was a good decision because it matches the energy that Senpai has. Definitely, definitely, because she's she's out there. Oh my gosh, she is so she makes me tired. <laughs> I think that was the reason I was tired when I started. Like before, about like half an hour before we hopped on to record, I was kind of like, "Oh man, I'm starting to get tired. Why am I tired?" And I think it's because she wore me out today with how much she energy just had she to had. put up with Senpai for the last three hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous <laughs> how much energy she has. Um, but, like, the animation sells that really well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that. Yeah. No. So so like big props to the um like the animators and stuff. I actually want to see who is the director of this. The um, show also had some really good one-liners, in my opinion. I don't have the most mature sense of humor, if you haven't guessed by the fact that I enjoyed this show. <laughs> <laughs> There's one bit in episode 9 where Senpai's like, trying to do some mind reading. She has these marked envelopes, and she has everybody put secrets in, in the envelopes. Yes. And she has the marks so she can guess whose they are. And she gets it wrong, of course. Oh, of course. Even though it's clear but- whose is whose by reading it. <laughs> Not necessarily. One of them's a little confusing. One of them is talking about how their chest size has gone up and it's making them uncomfortable. And she's assuming it's Saki. But I, <laughs> I knew it just... wasn't her. Because <laughs> she was clearly going to write something about her brother. Yeah, and so Assistant is just like, this is embarrassing. And then you can see Ma holding his man boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they like oust him on it. And the best line in this series is spoken where Assistant whips around, points at Masashi, and, s- <laughs> and says, return my boner. Uh-huh. And then it immediately cuts. <laughs> it immediately cuts away. It just away. cuts! It just stops. They don't acknowledge it! Nope, never again. And I really, I was really, I really, I really appreciated that. I thought that was a really good joke. <laughs> um, because they easily could have just, like, they could have dragged that out easily so many i feel like the art of the stupid unacknowledged one-liner is not near as common as it should be no i i agree yeah and i think the show does it (laughs) relatively well i don't know if it's the best you know overall but i think it's pretty good Uh, it was actually in that same episode in that same episode when i was watching it the first time back when it was coming out I thought they were dropping a reference because when they get to Saki's, it's a note to Makun. And I thought it was a different voice actor. I thought it was a reference to. Let's see if I can remember the English title. Do, you, know Do you like your mom and her multi target double hit attack or whatever it is? Oh, yeah, the mommy Sakai. Because that was airing at the same time, and I thought it was supposed to be a reference. I thought that letter was supposed to be a reference, but I've not seen anything confirming that. I have, so that I might just seen be that me. show, so I have no idea. You've not watched it? No, I wasn't watching seasonal. Oh, it was so good. I loved that show. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't think we're going to talk about that one anytime soon. Uh, you don't know that. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. I don't know that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to choose next. I don't know what I'm going to choose next. <laughs> um, Pick. Any, anyways, let's... So, so yeah, I mean, I think there's the one-liners are great. One-liners are fantastic in this show. Um, especially, Definitely. Especially if you like crude humor, you know? Um, I think you'll get a kick out of, like, at least a little bit of this show, you know? Yeah, I like to pretend I don't, but I absolutely do. Oh, I do. I... And so this show gave me some good chuckles. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely, like, especially at the beginning of the show, I there was a couple times where I did, like, I actually, like, you know, I laughed out loud. I, not not just LOL, I, I actually, like, physically laughed. It wasn't just like a, you know, uh, a exhale through your nose laugh. No, it was it was a full mm-hmm. it was a full laugh, not quite belly laugh, but you know, 
And um, we didn't reach the levels of guffaw. No, there was no guffawing. No guffawing. No, no, no. <laughs> but um, you know, we got uh, you know, uh, you got some you got some laughs out of me, like more so than chuckles on the scale of from chuckle to guffaw. It's about about in the middle there, I would say. And I was surprised. <laughs> I was I was pleasantly surprised. But then towards mm. the end of the show, it started being more grating, and I don't think I laughed after episode six. <laughs> yeah, it started a, it. I feel like it was the opposite thing. I think it dragged a lot at the beginning, but then the second half carried itself well. Yeah. I think if if, um, if Assistant and um, Senpai had progressed as characters, I would have felt the same way. But because possibly. they didn't, and they that did... still, like, was still like the underlying base of the show. And so even adding two whole new characters didn't really help that for me, personally. Yeah, and I feel like they did try to develop their relationship a little bit, but really not much. Because there was they a bit where... They tried, and every time like, they just reverted back to to zero. Yeah. And, oh, God, I hated that so much. And that's a big thing After episode the... 10. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get there, then. After the Secrets okay. episode, they like decide they're going to go to the beach. There's one bit that I want to get to before 10, because episode 9 had one of my favorite uh, Masashiep. Uh, sequences. Okay, is this when they go to buy a swimsuit? This is when they go to buy a swimsuit. Because Senpai's gonna go in her school swimsuit and Saki says no. Saki just like no, you ain't ain't doing that kid. And they all go to the department store to buy a swimsuit. Yeah. And she ends up asking Assistant what he wants her to wear. Mm -hmm. And so Assistant's like, I want to get her into something skimpy, but how do I do that without, like, upsetting her? And Makun's like, hold my beer. I've got this. Yep. I know the mental starts for this. <laughs> and starts going over, like, well-known psychological techniques. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, they are, like, actual ones that are, like, proven to work as well. This is one of my favorite skits in the whole run. Yeah. I think it's I think uh, it's a good skit, especially I, I especially like it because it um it only semi works out in the end. Yeah, and we also I can't even make fun of the English because there's some English phrases in this and they're actually excellent. Yeah, because both of the techniques that Makun mentions, he lists them in English and it's spoken almost flawlessly. It is, yeah. No, I didn't even realize it was in English um until you just said it, but no, it was one hundred percent in English. Yeah, because he talks about door in the face and the lowball technique. Yep, and that's what he says. Yeah, which are which are two very common psychological techniques, I would say, but they're proven to work. Yeah, because like I've actually read about these before. I've watched. Yeah, yeah I've gone down the rabbit hole on YouTube, and they're like, "Do you want someone to help you buy some snacks? Here's how you do it." And so he starts with the lowball technique, and he's like, "Ask her for something impossible." And then go down to what you actually want. And he's well, like, that's the Dude. door in the face. That's the door in the face. So, yeah, that's the door in the face. Did I say that wrong? Yeah, you said you My said bad. Ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you. My ask bad. The door in the face. Yeah. So you ask for something um, that you like want, like for sure, like or that you that you know that they won't do, but it's so extreme. And I think the example they use is like to go buy snacks, right? But that's not what you. I... Really want. Yeah, I think that's the one was buy snacks where they're like, "Hey, can you, can you help me? Can you pick up like this one thing? Oops, I forgot my wallet. Could you actually buy all of it?" Well, no, no, no. That's the second one. That's the lowball one. No, that is lowball. The, fir- What's the first door in the face? One, door What's the face? example for door, so door in the face? Door in the face is is 
you say, hey, can you go buy me snacks and hand them your wallet? And they said, no, I don't want to leave the house. And you say, okay, well, then can you just go get me a beer out of the fridge? And they say, right, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Because cause you're and, asking for something like this extreme effort, and then you're going down to what you actually just want them to do, and uh, which is a lot less effort. And um, mm-hmm. that one's not going to work, because if he goes to extreme skimpy, then then that's going to just go back to his initial problem of her kind of hating him for for trying that. You know. Yeah, and it's just like, that's a bad idea. Makun's like, don't you want to see in her bikini? He says, yes, I'm in. He's like, okay, yeah, you're right. But that's, but and then and then he's like, okay, the lowball technique, which is um, like, uh, hey, hey, can I borrow can I borrow some change? I don't have enough. Uh, can I borrow some change to buy this? He's like, yeah, sure. He's like, oh, I forgot my whole wallet. Would you mind just paying this, buying this for me? That's the lowball technique. Yeah, and so Assistant picks out this one that like has a whole bunch of like ties in the back yeah. so like the back's super open mm-hmm. and then makun gets like this one that's like these eye patches. tiny like one in yeah eye patches basically <laughs> and he's like i will not let you settle assistant friend yeah and hands it to senpai or so he thinks yep he reaches into the wrong room and gives and, it to his sister yeah and assistant says oh no that wasn't me that was from makun and then immediately the sister opens the, the stall and says, Oh, this is from Makun. Did you really want to see me in this? And she starts like drooling and stuff. And uh, and Makun is very clearly uncomfortable and assistant is like, you know, this is overall a win. Yep. And then and then Ted and then uh Senpai opens up her curtain with the the, the swimsuit. With the one with the, the back straps. The back straps, but she's got it on backwards. And so it's kind of like a win for him as well in that sense. And he's just like, you know, I cannot complain about either of these circumstances. Uh-huh. And <laughs> that's, I don't know. That was kind of, that was a weird thing for me, you know, cause it was like, what, like he, he won both ways, like, you know, and doing something kind of scummy. A little yeah. Scummy. I mean, Which to is... be fair, it was mostly Makun enabling him cause he tried to back out of both of them and the Makun was like, no, you've got this. Oh no, no, you're right for sure. But that's but like he still went along with it, which is why I say he's worse than Issei. Back to your old point about that, I still think he's worse than Issei. Uh, but regardless, uh, I do still think it was a really fun sequence. Oh no, it was definitely I, a fun. I really sequence. enjoyed the interaction. I think it. I think it um, really highlighted the like dynamic that Makun and um, Assistant have. They have a great partnership here. They do, yeah. And, and then, of course, they can't not do magic, so Tejin is like, haha, I'm going to trick him into thinking I'm in the other stall. She moves her shoes to the other stall, and the store assistant is like, that's not where those belong, and moves them back. Yep. And then she's, and then without knowing that, she says, hey, come open the curtain. See like, see if this, if this uh, swimsuit looks good. So he walks over. That she's not put on yet. She walks over. He walks over, opens the, the curtain, and uh, she is barely covering herself. It's just, it's all out there. Yeah. And she's just like, wait, no, this was not supposed to happen. Close the curtain. Yep. And the assistant's just like. Assistant's, he's, he's like all embarrassed. Bruh. And like kind of like, well, he's embarrassed and like kind of like stunned. And he does like, is kind of like in a, he can't do anything. Um, which, which that one I don't have as much of a problem with because he wasn't the one instigating it. That wasn't him. That was sent by That was her. Him. And then, so she got her comeuppance from that you know instead of like uh, him trying to to see her and something so he eventually mm-hmm. he got to see what he wanted to see i guess you know yeah so that it said my note for this bit was talk about the entire swimsuit segment <laughs> because 
all of it was great, in my opinion. It was really good. I think it was really good build up to the next episode as well. Um, yeah, because the next a lot episode of the was really, really great. The, why don't we just why don't we just get to it? why don't we get to episode ten? Let's talk about episode ten, the best episode in the series, and I think the one that... we need to unpack like every single skit of this because there's a lot here. Yeah. Okay. So go go on it. What's the first skit? What's the first skit? What's the first? I don't actually remember what the first one is because my notes like start. My first note is pro gamers, which I think is like the second skit when they all go like they're all out into the water, and then eventually assistant and Makun come back and they're just they're just gaming on the beach. Right. Meanwhile, Saki and uh, Senpai are quote unquote frolicking in the water. I think that's basically the first skit. I think the the thing that happened before that was just them getting there, um, and they played a little bit in the water. But I don't think there was much yeah. before that. But so yeah, 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 I would call that the first skit. And so then mm. the big wave comes in and like washes their swimsuits away. And so, which is honestly kind of uh, strange that that nature is really interested in them. I suppose. Yeah, it's because God, even it's even a... Senpai counts on that, and she's like, "Wow, this truly is nature's magic." Yeah. Uh huh. It's such an anime trope, too. I've seen that so many times in anime where the somehow a wave is able to wash away a, a you know the top of a bathing suit. That's a very poorly made bathing suit if that happens that regularly. It really is. Yeah, it is. Like I don't know where they buy their 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 bathing suits. Um, but and so the two of them have to like work together to get back to the beach without exposing themselves. Yeah, they try to call out to the boys. The boys look over, and Makun's like, oh, I bet they want us to go play with them in the ocean. Gross. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so then they go back to their games, because they're true they gamers. Game. They're true gamers. They are pro gamers. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, okay, we can get out of this with magic. And, which, by the way, Senpai has packed all of her magic supplies into her bikini bottom. Yeah, into her crotch. Just fully. Where else would you keep anything? Yeah, so she's got a bulge. Um, that's the, and she the best pulls way to out, And she just whips it out. Yep, <laughs> she does. She just whips it out. A bag of sand. A jar of sand. Oh, a jar glass of sand. jar. Right. A bag would be more convenient. That's right, yes. And she's like, this is hydrophobic sand. It hardens like clay when it's underwater. Uh-huh. And so they place it over their chest region. Yes. To walk out of the water and it hardens, and they're like, wow, magic is good for something, and they stand up and it falls off. Well, they, they make it all the way up to the beach, and it dries out. Or, like, yeah. Because as soon as it comes out of water, yes. it just becomes sand again. Yep, and it becomes dry sand, and it immediately all falls off. They're standing in front of the two boys. No, not yet. They didn't make it to the dudes yet. They're still out, like, towards Oh, the that's water. right, that's right. They're still because in the Because they water. do the balloons. Yep, that's right. Because they do the body balloons, which was actually, I will give them this. That was set up in a previous episode. That that was something. That yeah, because Saki did the body balloon in like the first episode that she was introduced in. The first episode she was in, yeah. And in that particular episode, by the way, she also managed to forget the clothes she was wearing. Somehow. No, somehow like her skirt came off when she was putting the balloon on. I don't know. But unlike Senpai, she's like, okay, the show must go on. I'm sorry, Makun. I'm totally not doing this on purpose busts out of the balloon with no pants on yep and in this episode uh they they're walk they they, they put it on it all works and it's great it works mm-hmm. fine and they walk up to the and beach. it has the excellent it has the excellent phrase we're marking this explicit right i'm allowed to yes curse. yep you're allowed to curse. they have the fr- 
they have the phrase less bitching more blowing which i think is hilarious that's a yeah that's a great that's a really good one <laughs> as well um yeah it's because because senpai is also scared of balloons She's terrified of balloons, which I would think is fake if it weren't for the fact that one of my closest friends from high school is also terrified of balloons. Yeah. So, like, I buy it. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I guess they make loud noises. Uh. They... <laughs> Only if you're dumb with them. Have you seen Senpai in this entire show? I mean, yes, she's an idiot. We've uh-huh. been over this. Yes, okay. All right. Glad we, we cleared that up. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they, they have... They, they put on the body balloons, and they're walking up to the ocean. Or out of the ocean. Yeah. So they come out of the water, and Makun and his sister are just like, wow, why are they wearing balloons? They're weird. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, because they've only got they've only got their bikini bottoms on. Their tops have been washed away. Yep. And then they step on a stick. I, isn't that what happens? They step on a stick? Yes. And it pops... Well, the... Saki steps on a yeah. stick, and both of them pop? Yeah, that was really weird. I don't know why both of them popped. It's for anime reasons. Yeah. Anyways, they both pop at the same time, and so they're standing there, topless, and the and boys are standing. And we see from behind a whole lot of bounce yes. that Assistant and Makun get front row seats for. Yep. And their eyes do not leave. They, I mean, that's a frequent thing. Like, Assistant makes direct eye contact with the sun multiple times in this series. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Because he even at one bit... I don't want to say this because it makes me feel unhappy. He does the same thing to Madara, and I'm like, no, you do not do that. Yeah, that's later in this episode, too. That's this episode, and I'm just like, no. Yeah. you, <laughs> No. Uh-huh. Um, and so so that happens, and then... And then... What was the next the next skit? Is that it, when... It cuts to the next skit, which is, I think, when uh, Issei... Ugh, assistant... <laughs> When assistant wanders off on his own and bumps into Madara. Okay, I was thinking, and so he has the sequence alone with Madara. Yes. And um, Uh, and they talk. They talk science again. And it's really it's it's a really cute scene for the most part, until assistant does his mostly yes. Because because like when he walks up behind her, she's like, "Oh, grandma, you're here! I found a crab." Yep. And then she finds out it's him and immediately goes on, like, full science techno babble to try to recover her poise. Yeah, and she's, like, all nervous, too. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so adorable. It's so cute. She's so adorable. Oh, my God. I love her so much. She was the best part of the show for me. Honestly. Protect the, the, the good person. Honestly, though. Honestly. <laughs> um, so then she, yeah, she goes on her science babble and he's like, okay, look, I, I know what you're, what you're doing here. <laughs> he kind of calls her on it or whatever. And so then she kind of does her, <clears throat> and like adjusts herself. Yeah, because he's like, "Wow, the countryside sucks," and she's like, "I live here." Yeah, like, he lists all these reasons. He's like, "There's no Wi-Fi. There's no like I've already used all my Freaking cell phone boomer. data." There's like, and, and or she's, not boomer, a zoomer. Sorry. Yeah, and then I ruined my own joke. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> and then she just goes, "This is where my grandma lives. I'm visiting my grandma," and he's like, "Uh." But, well, well, there's the some good things about is it too. Chill. There's some good things about it too, and then he can't list a single thing. Um, and she's like, "Dude, it's chill. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever." Like, <laughs> and uh, and then they prove flat earthers wrong. 
which I thought was the anti-flat Earth anime. It is like I never <laughs> thought about doing this, you know, because like you know, you hear all the time, like from flat earthers, like they're they get up in a plane and they're like, take a picture of the Earth. Is there a curvature? Uh, no, you can't see a curve. I thought it's a not. Line. And then this anime proves them wrong completely. Like <laughs> yeah, because so so Madara is like, hey, go lie down on the sand. She lies down next to him, which is where the eye contact thing happens. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's don't the do worst. that. It's literally the worst. Yeah. And then she even says, hey, where are you looking? Uh, and then she, she said, don't look at me. Look at the sun. And uh, so he looks at the she sun. She handled it really well, I feel like. Though, she did. She's just kind of like, look, no. Yeah. She like called him out that. for it, directly called him out for it. And then says, look at this other thing. This is what I'm trying to show you. Which I, I was, yeah, I mean, I think she handled it very, very well. Um, that's not a thing she should have to handle. No, it's not. It's, it's really not. It's, it, it's not. But assistant is not a good person. We've been over this. We've been over this. <laughs> and, um, and so then she says, look at the sun. And, like, they watch the sunset. Yeah. And, then, and I, was expecting, I was expecting this to be the green flash thing because they're by the ocean. Yeah, no, I was, I was expecting the exact same thing. Yeah. And then, and then she says, "Hey, quickly, stand up, get up, hurry up!" And they stand up, and then she says, "Look at the look out at the ocean, and the sun." And they can see the sunset a second time. Yep. And I, I always forget that you can do that, but it's because of the I, curvature of the Earth. I've only been to the coast like twice in my life, so. Yeah, I've seen it in a couple uh, other anime. I think um, I've never done it myself, but. It's, uh, but yeah, she, it is she does science, yep. and it's cute. It's adorable, and she explains how it works by showing that the Earth is round and not flat, because that's dumb. She also, just, I I don't want to be, like, weird when I say this, but there's, like, an, a, another adorable thing that, like, even though she's in a swimsuit on the beach, she's also got, like, this sweater jacket on. Yeah, like, she's wearing a jacket over her swimsuit, yeah. Which, like, frankly, is kind of a mood. Yeah, because like that's the kind of dumb thing I would do. Uh, Persona Five, freaking Yosuke or Yusuke, I forget which one's in Persona Five, does the same thing. He's holding lobsters with a full-on sweater out. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite character traits, even though it makes like no sense. It's such a minor thing, but yeah, it also it, dipl- it displays her character well too because she's pretty reserved, and so putting that very she's very. very reserved, and so putting that that jacket on shows again that she's reserved and shy um and she's still but she's still like wearing the proper quote-unquote proper attire you know um yeah no either proper attire i'm gonna say this now because i'm gonna forget about it otherwise okay. i absolutely love madara best character i will freaking stand the best girl but whatever i have one complaint again i did a lot of chemistry stuff she's in a chemistry lab tie your hair up that is a safety risk yeah okay look she's got anime hair though it's not gonna get in the way tie your hair up if i had to bun my hair to do chemistry so does she yeah but she's a cute anime girl. rant over she's a cute anime girl Anyway, so they finish the beach sequence, the sun's down, and he's like, you must be cold in that swimsuit, and she immediately runs off being like, forget this ever happened! Yep. And then he invites her to uh, join them. Yeah, the next day they go to smash a watermelon on the beach. Yes. This is, in my opinion, the watermelon smashing skit is the best skit in the show, in my opinion. 
Okay. That's interesting. I don't know what I would call my favorite skit or like the best skit, but I don't think it would be this one. I got a ton of laughs out of the watermelon skit. So like the thing is, it's like they're doing like pinata style where you got to stick and you got to crack the watermelon that's on the ground. Yeah, it's the classic anime trope where you break open the watermelon. And, you're and so they're like, Makun gets the first one. They give Makun stick, they blindfold him, and they're like, the skeleton. Skeleton? What the? F- what? Watermelon? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know what those two have in common. Nothing. Except they end with un. <laughs> <laughs> so they cut the watermelon on the ground, they give the stick to Makun. Yep. And he starts walking, and Saki's like, I'll guide him. It's a little to your left. Walk forward. Mm-hmm. Where. Would you like to say where Saki guides Makun? Right into her tits. Her because where else? Watermelons on her chest. And, and they hard cut from Makun between the boobs to Saki buried in the ground. With only her head sticking out. Perfect cut. Yes. There is no other way they could have done that. No, it's not. They they linger for the perfect amount of time on him in with her with his face in her chest and she and she's like, Oh yeah, Makun, yeah, yeah, you're the best Makun. And like they linger on that for the perfect amount of time and then And then hard yeah. cut to her in the ground. It's fantastic. <laughs> so like she's allowed to talk and participate but they don't want her messing with things and she's like hey guys you know the ground's a little more restrictive than I expected yep and then nobody responds to her at all it they just don't goes even to the next her. character which is um, uh, Madara they gave it to Madara yep, next Madara's next and so Madara is she does her thing she walks she and, does her science she's, thing she's not uh, dizzy at all she's not dizzy at all because she knows how to like um, counteract it because of science yeah and she goes on like this big rant about like games are just because the game doesn't mean i can't take it seriously i have natural advantages plus i oriented my center of gravity yep. and there's like this really cool shot of her like determinedly holding it like a sword yep. in this forest of bamboo plus her summer clothes design is adorable it is yes then she, what goes wrong with her? Because she doesn't end up getting it. I forget what happens. She starts. She just starts walking into the ocean, and then it hard yeah. cuts to her embarrassed, like sitting next to um, Saki's head. Next to Saki, and Saki, Saki just goes, yeah. "Oh, it's okay. Don't worry." And because she, she wasn't dizzy, but she wasn't correctly oriented, and just marched away. And she was so super confident about her about it that she's super embarrassed about it. It's adorable. It's so cute. Have we mentioned that that Madara is adorable? I don't know if we. Yeah, I don't think we've brought this up, but Madara is the best character. She's so cute. Um, and then it goes to. It goes to Senpai. Yeah. Oh my god. First mistake: giving Senpai a turn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's many mistakes made, but that was the biggest one. That's for sure. And uh, and assistant cares for Senpai, and he's trying to guide her so she doesn't do anything stupid. Yeah, he's trying to actually get her to the watermelon, and she doesn't listen. I don't know why. She looks like she's going to fall, so assistant runs up behind her, and she's just like, what, who's that? And hikes it behind her and just, like, jabs him in the face. Yep. So he's knocked out cold. He's just down and out for the count. And then and then um, Makun is right there, 
and she like swings at Makun accidentally, like trying to turn around, but with full force. Takes down this behemoth of a man. This, yes, exactly, but not behemoth. Not, well, no, not behemoth. yeah, not behemoth. He wasn't there. No, no, behemoth wasn't there. Because I mean, Makun's like twice the size of Senpai. Yes, and immediately Makun is knocked out. Black. He's cold. takes down Makun, and then she takes down um, Madara. As well. She realizes she hit something, like, whips around and catches Madara. Yep. And then she starts to walk forward, and she... She, she, she finds she the finds, watermelon. She finds the watermelon. And she, she starts to And she to lines up, it. she's like, I found it. And she lines up, and she whacks it, and it's Saki's head. She found Saki's head, thinking it was the watermelon. Because Saki's just like, uh, hey, maybe don't. Yep. Bonk! <laughs> and th- yep, and then it just hard cuts to everybody blacked out around her while she takes off her blindfold... And she goes, hey, did I get hey, it? I won. I got the watermelon, guys. Let's eat. And then she opens it and everybody's just like dead. It's great. Ten- Senpai. This is what I wrote down. Senpai wins the brawl. Yeah. I mean, she did. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then and then it cuts to uh, who? who's the one who eventually got it? Was it assistant? No, they didn't finish the watermelon bit. It ended after that. They cut off that skit and went to the fireworks skit. That's right. That's right. Um, the fireworks skit is... This <laughs> they start off by tying Senpai down because Senpai and fire is a bad mix. Yes, and then Senpai pulls out the lighter out of nowhere. He just says, hey, I have the lighter. And then they're like... Yeah, she uh, nicked it out of, like, Saki's pocket. Yep, and then they're like, okay, let's untie her before she does any more damage to herself. They're like, hey, can you maybe actually be that sneaky when you're doing magic? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because and that was some next level sleight of hand. It really was, yeah. Because nobody knew how she got it, um, and so she's just tied up, and suddenly she has fire. Yeah, it's one thing I want to say about this this skit is this. I think this is simultaneously. I think this might be my favorite skit, but also my least favorite skit for how it ends. Really? Yeah, that's fair. I'm still gonna stick with the watermelon skit. That's I fair. That legitimately is a like skit. hard laughed at the watermelon skit. Did you guffaw? I okay. So like even when I'm watching like full comedy, I don't laugh out loud. I am a very, I don't go outside. I'm a very reserved person in emotion to when I'm by myself. And so I'm watching something funny. You do not get sound out of me. It doesn't happen. Gotcha. Okay. So I did not guffaw. I guffawed inter- internally. Okay. Okay. That still counts. That still counts. That counts. Okay, so, but on the guffaw scale, you were guffaw. I smiled. That's pretty top tier. Okay, okay, we got the smile. That's <laughs> past a guffaw. <laughs> and, um, okay, so, so we'll... And I wasn't even drunk. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, we'll get to why I think that's my least favorite skit simultaneously. Um, I think I know exactly where you're going with it, but we'll go there. I think so, yeah. But, like, it's a very... It's not really like a comedy skit, the fireworks one. It's not really like a comedy skit for the most part. It's m- yeah. mostly it. It's God. Okay, I mean, I might as well just get it over with now. It. F- she goes to do a flash paper trick. She yeah. steals lighter and wants to do a trick of the flash paper where she uses the flash paper. It goes poof, and she has a flower in her hand. But then she sets the flower on fire instead. Yep. And then she throws the f- the flower at all the fireworks. And all the flower fireworks go at once. Yeah, and then one of the girls, I don't know which of the girls it was, just kind of looks at it and she's like, wow. <laughs> that was that was her. Senpai said that. Senpai said, wow. Oh, that was Senpai? I thought it was Madara. No, it was Senpai. Yeah, because she was, everybody else was like, 
can't believe you just. I can't believe because you've done that was this. that must have been so much money worth of fireworks. I don't know if fireworks are cheaper so in Japan. Much. Yeah, no, it looks like a really big bundle of fireworks. So even if they those are cheaper, like quality stuff. It did, yeah. Especially yeah, with the show. I mean, again, I'm going off of like American stuff where you can only buy fireworks in like half of the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember driving out of state to get the good fireworks because I lived in the middle of nowhere and no one would care if you set them off. You just couldn't buy them there. Yeah. Yeah, that's how most of the states work, also. <laughs> yeah, you just don't buy them here. We won't ask where you got them, just don't do them. Yeah, yeah, make them yourself, who cares? Uh, don't do that, we're not <laughs> condoning that, we're not condoning any of this. You can't tell if it's fireworks again, it's plot twist, one's, ex- one's illegal and it's not the fireworks. Or it's, oh. I'm doing the thing where I ruin my own joke again. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, guns are not illegal anywhere in the it's States. It's guns or fireworks. One's illegal, and it's not the gun. There we go. Um, okay, so anyways, we see this nice fireworks show, and then and then um, Madara, the, the pure soul that she is, pulls out a small bag of sparklers. It like year-old sparklers says, that hey, her grandma gave my her. My grandma told me to bring these. They're year-old, so they might be wet. And everybody kind of, like, gets all sappy. It's like, oh. Oh, because yes. Madara is such a pure soul. She is. She's so pure, and um, and so then they they all do <laughs> have that. we mentioned that Madara is best. Yeah, and then they they all they all they all do their the little sparklers thing. Then um, it's a really like heartfelt. And senpai moment. goes all like doe eyed looking at assistant. Yeah, and it's like a really heartfelt moment, you know. And and then the sparklers like they fizzle out, and it and it drops on and senpai's drops on her foot. And so then she starts to, you know, kind of like, you know, it hurts, obviously. So she does her, puts on a whole show about how it hurts, like jumping around and stuff. Yeah, because like right before that, she asked assistant, hey, did we grow a deeper connection? And he's like, yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah, like he's kind of like, yeah, sure. And then, but then after that, I think, doesn't she say like, I'm glad that we all did this. I think we got closer. Uh, together yeah and then she drops the fire on her foot and assistance yeah. like no we didn't we really yeah didn't. and that's where it, that's where it ends it like hard cuts right after he says no we didn't and i hate yeah, that, that cuts to credits because i mean it, i feel like that's did. very in character though no but the thing is like they did grow closer and then the show basically to set it back to neutral just pulled that out of nowhere because no i don't think that was in character for him Personally, I think that... Oh, I absolutely thought it was, but... No, I think that, that he... Um, I, th- I I don't think that he's necessarily, like, um, against Senpai. I think he just speaks his mind without thinking most of the time. Well, I mean, he did also... He had his comment in the next episode, which, I mean, we can just kind of blaze past before we do our final thoughts, because I think we've already mentioned this. I personally feel like episode 10 would have been so much better of a season ending than... It, than having two more episodes after it. If they didn't end it with that line. Because 12... I hate that 12 line. had a good ending sequence, but 11, like, barely seemed to exist, and most of 12 wasn't good. Except for the dick balloon. We can get to that. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie to you. Am I allowed you? to say that? I hope yeah, I'm allowed to say fine. that. We're, this is marked explicit. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, so the thing, before we move on, at the end of episode 10, that's where I gave up on the show because i wait did you not watch the other two episodes no i watched the other two episodes no no no, i watched them but that that when he said um 
I, I, we didn't go grow closer, and like, that's, but they clearly did in that episode, and then in the next episode at the beginning, they just didn't like it's all back to neutral. That's when I said, oh, so this show is not going anywhere. And yeah, I no, it's very, it's they. I feel like they went out of their way to make it one hundred percent self-contained, which I didn't like at all because even like in episodic shows especially the ones that i like so like the ones i'm thinking of right now are like uh, space dandy cowboy bebop and panty and stocking all three of i have seen one of those which is cowboy bebop no it's panty and stocking actually oh okay um but like all three of those have a they have a quote-unquote overarching story but it's only like it only like appears like at the beginning and the end basically mm-hmm. whereas like each episode though like the characters grow and like you can watch the episodes kind of like out of order and, like you can have like favorite episodes and stuff but it's not going to um you're not going to get the full experience unless you watch it in order you know? yeah whereas that's definitely not the case for something like touching something right which i am a i don't like at all and it it really especially i i think the the reason i didn't like it because i don't I, like if i'm watching like a you know a kid's cartoon or something and like it's it's not expected for them to change then that's fine but in this when they teased it with that episode 10 that's it i i didn't like that at all because they like teased it that yeah, they grew episode 10 was very like heartfelt sort of like the group is a they've become a group they yeah. even got madara in on it yep. and then they just kind of they kind of just nope out of yeah because madara doesn't really show up again either yeah madara's not in the last two episodes i don't think yeah and it doesn't make any sense i hated it so much and that was... actually wait, no she's in 12 i don't remember what she did but 12 is where i made the note about you're in the lab tie your hair i think that's when they were doing the like the tablecloth pull i think that's where she comes back okay yeah 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 that's right but like that's still only one thing. She, yeah, no, she there's was not any more like group in episode ten, and then all of a sudden she's not, and I hated that. Episode so much. ten is the last of the like heavy character episodes. The only character well, actually, episode. no, 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 because eleven has a lot of quote unquote development for assistant because we see. Do you want to just move on to eleven? Because I think that addresses. Yeah, yeah. Some let's point, go. On. Let's actually. go on to eleven. Yeah. So in eleven, there's this weird dialogue about big hands and sweaty hands, and it's a little weird uh-huh. uh but then they move forward and makun asks if senpai has a boyfriend to which assistant says hey, hey, hey don't mm-hmm. um and it turns out it's because ma masashi saw senpai with a dude right yeah and so they spend the rest of the episode i think this episode is only like two skits i think so. they spend yeah. the rest of the episode stalking senpai yeah they're following her to see who who she's dating or like who she's meeting and it's all three of them because they're all in on this makun saki and assistant are all in on this but assistant is taking it a lot harder than the other two yeah but like it's still like really comically and i don't know i never felt that it was like a romantic thing more than like he was romantically interested in episode one well, I think it was, though, because, like, they're trying to, like... Because he's trying to deny it the whole time, because he gives that analogy about, like, when you're taking care of a stray cat, and it turns out they're a house cat. Mm-hmm. And Saki's like, dude, you're being weird. Well, yeah, because he is. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because he's also like starting to freak out more and more. Because when they, God, I don't want to talk about this. When they go to the lingerie shop. Oh yeah, yeah. And she makes the comment, I don't know about average and assistant. They have to hold him back. Yeah, because he's like, are that is your that is not average. What are you talking about? He he says the. What's the phrase? Because I don't remember the phrase. I remember the phrase. It was cow tits, and I hated it. That's right. Yeah, cow tits. Yeah. I hated it. It was bad. Yeah. Um, and he. Um, and he's taking this whole circumstance very hard. And there's also like the really suggestive thing with the cucumber because they think he's a porn director. And so assistant's taking it like really hard the whole time. But then they like get to the end and they find out that this dude is Onichan's wife or yes, husband. husband. Sorry. Yeah. And and they all sit down and they have dinner together. Yeah. And and it sort of resolves, but that doesn't change the fact that like that entire episode, it was clear that assistant was like super jealous that she was with someone else. At least that's the vibe I got. Oh no, no, he definitely was. But I mean, that's I don't think that hasn't been shown in other episodes. That like he he like is in love with her. Yeah, because that's kind of... It feels kind of stockholm actually, because she's awful to him. Yeah, but, like, he's awful to her, too. But, like, also... They're both... They're both... They're both crappy that's, people. I think that's the thing where... Um, in that episode with the... Where... They're, they're like, the two-parter, quote-unquote. Where, you know, he, like, confesses that he loves Bahamut... No, no, Bahamut... No, um, um, What's his... I really don't think that was the two part because name? I have the What's notes about her about him in her house no. like in the same episode. No, because because I thought he at the the end of the episode is when he is when she came out of the the um the box whatever. Anyways. No, I'm pretty sure the episode ended when she was like beating on the floor that she misunderstood. Okay, yeah, maybe. Anyways, um, so so anyways that whole that whole thing. I don't know. It felt really weird when he said, no, I was talking about, um, what was the thing's name? Oh, when he was, that he was talking to Behemoth? Yeah, 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 yeah. That he was talking to Behemoth. That seemed really weird. And I don't know. I still, like, I never really believed that. It seemed more like an excuse to me. Like, no, I I don't know. Honestly, I'd buy it. Because that, by that point, he had already, like, I don't know. I don't think he was ever really, like, in love with her, I think he was more like a uh, like physical attraction. Yeah, no, because he stares at her boobs for like yeah. half the show. And I think that is also the same case in episode um, eleven. I don't. Think yeah, that he... happens again in twelve actually, because uh-huh. in twelve, in twelve, there's the dick balloon. Yeah, but then can we just blow past that? They do balloon tricks or whatever. They're trying to teach her. Saki's trying to teach her how to do balloon animals. Yeah. And she gets halfway through a balloon dog. Gets tired. And it, it looks like a dick. There's uh-huh. no way aware of that. And he says, And Saki's so like, well, if there. you get tired, just set it. But sorry, actually, no. She stops there and she's like, I'm going to take a break. And assistant says, you should probably not. Yeah, yeah. Basically, almost word for word, that's what he says. And then Saki says, well, if you're tired, you can just put it between your legs so you can rest your hands. And so she puts it between her legs and it looks like she's got a big old cock. D- <laughs> For lack fetish of fuel. Fetish yeah. fuel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Starts to enough. Uh, and so. Anyway, after that, 
to the part we actually need to talk about. There's a sequence where Senpai actually does magic successfully in front of Assistant. Because yes. the reason she she thought she could do it was if she's embarrassed by performing in front of people, she needs to do something else more embarrassing to get over it. And so she wears a bunny girl costume. She becomes bunny girl senpai. I said we would not mention that show on this, <laughs> on this podcast. And... She does the trick successfully because she's feeling super awkward about the costume instead of awkward about the tricks. But Assistant literally doesn't realize that she's doing magic successfully because he's just staring at the titty the whole time. Yeah. Um, Like, full-on direct eye contact. That is not how you be subtle. No. He's never really subtle about it, though. Even in episode one, I believe it's episode one with the coin trick, the coin in the cup. Or is that episode two? I don't know which episode Whatever. that was, That's but really yes, early I know on. what you're it's talking one or about. Two, and like she gets up and uh, her skirt got pulled up by her cape, and he's just yeah, and he's like, "Are you doing this on purpose?" And so like it's not like I don't, I that's not like growth at all. Like there's no no, that's growth. that's his one note continuing to exactly. be exactly, which is why I don't think episode eleven is like a big like out of place thing. I, that's why I think the I don't know, it's really weird. God, I'd... assistant just wants to get some. That's all he wants. He literally says that if she said if she asked me to, I don't think I would say no. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, because the there's because yeah, because there's that one bit where he legitimately thinks she's coming on to him. Yeah, and she's it's the same thing as the coin trick. I'm pretty sure. I think yeah, I think so. I think it was the same episode because yeah. that was like very innuendo lady, and then she legitimately didn't realize. Yeah, and she never did. Also, uh, she never realized, but. I don't know. There's but that last of... kid is where is where the first season ends is with her like actually doing magic. Yeah, and he just doesn't realize. Yeah, and that's how the show ends. That's how the show ends with uh with basically no character growth and nothing of no. So why don't we work our way through? I think we've already spoiled like a lot of our final thoughts in the first yeah. half of the so, show. So <laughs> so go ahead and go with your what did? Let's start with the scores. I oh, I kind of wanted to go second, but I'll go. Okay, ahead. I'll go. I'll, I'll start with mine. I'll start with mine. All right, yeah. Go ahead and go. Go ahead and do yours, because I feel like mine has a little bit more background to it. Yeah, and I think it does. Um, I mean, I, I think, God, I generally like etchy shows, you know, like, like I, 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 I do, but this one, it just, it wasn't my thing. first shame. I totally haven't seen a ton of them myself. <laughs> <laughs> You've only seen like forty shows, and that's like the majority of your shows. I've seen forty shows in thirty. <laughs> that's probably not true. I hope. Oh god. <laughs> it, uh, but uh, God, this is. There wasn't anything else besides etchy and like repetitive comedy. And it, when I started the show, I was like, "Oh, this is pretty good. Like, it's really funny. Um, it's got good art. I think this might be an eight out of ten. But by the final episode, when I went and hit completed on any list, it uh, got a 5.5. Ouch. It really dropped because it didn't progress at all. The jokes became repetitive and the characters kind of got grating on me, honestly. I still like, I, I did like the art, which is what kept it up. Uh, like, uh, like, it wasn't going to drop below a 5. Or even be a five because the art was so good throughout the entire show and consistently good that mm-hmm. I couldn't do that to it. Yeah, no, it looked excellent. It did. 
So that's that's kind of like my general my general thoughts, like real quick. To quickly sum up mine, and mine might actually be a little bit of a longer statement, because again, I have some background on mine. Oh yeah, no, for sure. As I said, I watched this show when it was coming out a year ago. Yeah. Jeez, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it has. <laughs> yeah, it has. Uh, last year, this last past year has been a trip and a half. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, oh my god. So I watched, I watched the show as it was coming out, and when it finished, I remember the last, particularly episode 10 but also episode 12 being potent enough and hilarious enough that I wound up, when it finished, giving it one of my few 10 out of 10s. It's one of, I think, five shows I marked 10 out of 10. Yeah. Part of me wishes I had not rewatched it. Mm -hmm. I cannot, in good conscience, leave this at a 10. That's understandable. I don't think it's as weak as Seaweed has deemed it to be, but I definitely found the first five or six episodes to be good at parts but overall sort of drag along i feel like it doesn't like pick up until saki and more importantly masashi joining the club i feel like it's really slow until about episode six or seven and that really weak first half i think is bringing it down to a nine if not an eight for me Wow. Okay. It's a harsh drop. I kind of wish I kept the nostalgia goggles. Yeah, but it's good. It's good to you know get to to remove them every once in a while. Maybe not this quickly though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not this quickly. One year was too quick. There's yeah. a reason why I haven't watched Shark Boy and Lava Girl since I was like ten. Yeah, I will never rewatch that movie because that is the perfect movie. And I will not. It's flawless. You cannot convince me otherwise. I will not listen. I will not prove myself <laughs> otherwise by watching it. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I like. I wish. I wish for you that uh, because you were so enthusiastic about the show, and I wish that I was. I was so excited to get back into and, this. And I wish a similar thing happened to you that happened to me with um, being on Coco Cheeky Boy We Love, where it was just where better. It, the it was even time better. So like I mean I do I I feel for you like I honestly do and I think I mean I think the show has its good points um, Madara um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know just it's not not for me you know it, I think it would be that's the, I think um, a good a good way to watch this is just to watch an episode a week definitely don't this is it. not a show suited for binging which no. is literally what i have to do for this show yeah i mean that's what we have for to this do. for our podcast yeah like that's what we have to do and that's i mean that's kind of one of the um unfortunate things i guess that comes with with making a weekly show because mm-hmm. you can't really take your time on a show um unless you you know what you're gonna watch way like down the line and it's a longer show and so you can take yeah your time with it but yeah yeah, basically, I have the day before recording to watch the show, the day of recording to record, and the day after to edit. And that's yeah. like that's all of my spare time. I'm either at work or I'm working on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we're, we're we are dedicated to this. Oh no, um, that's not a complaint. I am oh, absolutely I yeah. loving that we're doing this project. Oh yeah, it's and great. I'm very glad that we can get this content out for you guys. Yes, I I am having so much fun with it. I hope that's coming across in it, um, in the episode, but. Um, I would still, I would still give this a, for me personally, for for Tejana Senpai, I would give it a tentative recommendation. Even though I know I gave it a five point five, 
I think if you watch this show it, sucked, you should watch it too. Well, I think if you watched it under different circumstances, you would enjoy yeah. it more than I did. This is the same thing I said about. You can do it. I believe in about you. high school Earth defense. Cute is high that, Earth defense club. Is that I think that style of show benefits a lot from the weekly format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think episodic shows generally do because you're able to get a complete story in one. I think I said this last week as well. You're able to get a complete story and you feel full afterwards rather mm. than um, a, a series that's like a one narrative, um, you know, and, and you, you want to know more. And so you want more episodes and it it's easy to binge it. Um, but yeah. I think I think it's about the same for me. It definitely didn't hold up near as much as it did the first time through, but I definitely still recommend it. And I think that's going to be my final thought, is it's good, it's not as good as I thought, but it's still good. Yeah, well, that's fair, that's fair. This is definitely a very, if you don't like Etchy, don't watch this show. If you like Etchy, watch this show. You'll probably enjoy <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. There's Because that's more than half of the, the show is Etchy. Fetish fuel. Fetish fuel. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's, oh man, yeah, that's a whole topic we didn't even get into. Um, and we don't have time for it, I don't think. I think we're, we're really, we're reaching that, that point. Yeah, we're right about there. Would you um, like to talk, should you talk about or should I talk about what we're watching for episode four um, of A Shot of Weeb? Yeah, so so next, is, next week is the show that um, neither of us have seen before and we both agreed on. We had to mutually agree. We brought it down to two options. Yes. We're not going to say what the other option is, because we're thinking about doing it for the next group one, but we're not 100% sure. We're not certain, but we have locked in what next week's going yeah. to be. And, and we're going into a more of, I'm not sure if it's a psychological I've, or a shonen. I don't know how much fighting there is. I have no idea. I don't know really anything about the show. We're both going in comparatively blind. I forget when it aired. Was it last year? Or is it older? Uh, I'd have to pull up the page. Yeah, I should have pulled up the page. page in advance. Oh, well. But we're going to be watching a show called Classroom of the Elite. Yes. Um, and that will be our episode four of A Shot of Weave. We're relocating our airing schedule to Saturdays, we think. so. Yeah. It's not really much of a relocation. It's a, uh, just kind of what we've we been doing We wanted to do Fridays, accident. and then Tech <laughs> Issues pushed us to Saturday both times. Yep, and so we just decided, hey... I think Saturday's the day. <laughs> uh, I guess that's what it is. Yep. So so it's, <laughs> it looks like it's going to be Saturday, about five um, Eastern. So hopefully, keep an eye out for episode four this time yep. next week, where we talk about Classroom of the Elite. Yeah, yeah. We hope to see you there. Let us know um, if if you got a show that you want us to watch. Let us know because we definitely will... we're always down for recommendations. Oh yeah, yeah. Say so, say so we normally try to plan one week ahead. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, we have if general, not two. Yeah, if not two. So we have some general ideas for what will happen next, but it's not fully locked down. So, you know, um, uh, any, anything you guys want us to see and talk about, uh, let us know. Um, uh, please don't torture us with really bad stuff though. No, please. send us the worst you can find. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for episode three. That'll do it for episode three of a shot of, of, a shot of weeb. We hope to see you guys next week. Thank you for stopping by for yep. this humble podcast of ours. Yes, I've been the Seaweed Ambassador. And I'm the Epic Wob. And we'll see you next week. Peace out. <laughs>